How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. All right, welcome back. Uh, this is our uh, second podcast of the year, which means it's the final one for the year. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're just we're turning into hardcore history without the quality. Yeah, no consistency whatsoever. No, but we're 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 up to you know we're good for like two a year, and yeah, we do our uh, mid like mid year roundup, which also serves as our uh, end of the year catch up. So right, exactly, exactly. So uh, you know, here we are. We're talking. You know, we're talking about everything, but but the you know the the topic is of course Batman the animated series. We're we're working our way through. We're getting towards the end. Um, yeah, we are. We don't have much more. We only have a handful. Of, you know. Uh, maybe 10 more episodes to go and uh but we got three we're covering today we're covering uh uh torch song the ultimate thrill and over the edge so quite just like last time we have quite the dichotomy of quality in episodes here so uh you know we'll talk about those and that'll be a lot, that, that'll be good we'll get into oh, that yeah. but of course we'll start off talking about kind of just just re recapping everything that's gone on because you know it's been a few months since we've since we've been here a lot of stuff has happened and Boy, uh, has you know we don't we don't just keep up with everything there's a handful of stuff we'll talk about and uh, of course we'll talk about movies uh, that we've seen so I guess uh, Ian h- how do you want to start start off oh God what is there I mean I'm trying to think. Obviously, there's been a crap ton of news. Yeah, although but, not not as much as you would think, given with all the strikes and everything. Right, exactly, um, and, and not really anything Batman related. Um, no, I mean now they're able to start production on Batman Two again, which is great. Or yeah, which at is least, good. Uh, so there, there's been no talks about that pushing back anytime soon. Thank God. So yeah. hopefully they can you know go smooth sailing. But yeah, I mean. There's really no movies coming out in 2024 other than like Deadpool 3 and a handful of others. If so. that even comes out, which to uh, be yeah, honest, we'll I would still be surprised if that actually comes out. Yeah, I think, you know, I think they want to. They're like, we need to have something, but I don't think it's, it's anything ready. I think if they do release it, it's going to be a mess. I don't think they'd finish filming. I No, I think they're still filming. And it's supposed to come out in like, what, four or five, like five, six months? Yeah. It's like, but, there's I no mean, way. I mean, they'll just have really crappy CGI, but that's well. I mean, that would happen anyway, I guess. At this, at this <laughs> exactly. Rate. Yeah. So if it's if it's a Disney movie, it's gonna have bad CGI. So you yep. might as well, might as exactly. well just release it. I don't know, who cares? Save people you some make money. excuses for it anyway. Yeah, save you some money anyway. But uh, yep. So yeah, that's fair. Which I also uh, don't give a crap about. Um, no. Deadpool three at all. I I don't. No. I don't care. I'm sorry. I. Hey, hey, maybe it comes out and it's great. You know what? I hope it is. Like we say every time, we hope it is. It but I don't be. trust. Why would I trust anything Disney makes? And that's although, not even uh, like Marvel, like anything Disney makes. Oh, I don't no. trust anything. So God, no. I, although what I did text you the other day about my idea for Deadpool 3, that I would watch. That, okay. Yeah. You want to share with that? Because that was a good idea. Yeah. So obviously... The only big news really is the fact that basically now, even in mainstream media, it's undeniable that Marvel is in the toilet. I mean, when you have Variety and all of the big publications talking about how bad things are going, you know things are bad. So 
obviously the MCU is circling the drain. No one cares. No one cares about Kane or Secret Wars. It's like they should just end it. And I think the best way to end it, their current iteration of everything, is for Deadpool 3 to just be Deadpool accidentally killing all the remaining members of the MCU in the most ridiculous ways possible. <laughs> Which is such like, a great I would watch idea. That. Yeah, come on. It's such like, a great like, idea. It's like, okay, sure, there may be still a handful of characters I like, but it's like I'd rather them just be put out to pasture than, than brought back in the current iteration in these awful movies that they're churning out. It's like, yep. just do that. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. Would love They'll never it. do it. But no, no, they won't. But it's a great idea. Um, I think so. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that could get me excited about that. Um, I know. God, like, especially if, they, if the marketing, if they market it as like a, a totally normal, like superhero run. And then when the first reactions come out, everyone's pissed. Like, what the heck? They killed off every character. It's like, okay, now I'm seeing that movie. Just right off the bat when the movie starts like this nice, normal thing. And then the title comes up and it's just Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. <laughs> All the, all the 12 year old kids are like, what? Which is honestly, it's not a bad comic. It's, it's, no, it's a God, fun, no. it's a fun comic. Deadpool kills Marvel, <laughs> Marvel universe is fun. A, yeah. That's the point of a character like Deadpool is like, all right, we gotta, we gotta cut some, trim some fat here. All right, just get there. Uh, just get Deadpool. Totally agree. So yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, will that happen? No, but, uh, we can hope. No, no. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we'll see if that even happens, which I would be surprised if it does, but We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I, I, I bet that gets pushed back. Uh, I will say the one thing we did forget is the the Penguin TV show on HBO oh, Max God. is now set to come out. It looks like fall of 2024, so about a year from now. Yeah, they're they're still committed to that. I I th- this is where this is where th- this was the first like little red flag in this whole thing because again. Re- we both really, really like the Batman. Absolutely. Love we it. Really liked it. Um I I have some issues with the end, with the sure. with the third act. But other than that, it's 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 exactly what we wanted for that. Absolutely. Movie. It is exactly it. what we were looking for. And and it's great. Oh yeah. Um but once they announced Penguin Show, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. This is everything I hate about everything right now. Yep. Villains never should be protagonists ever, nope. ever, ever, ever. Also, nope. who gives a crap? Who cares? This is the a perfect example of nobody asked for this. No, nobody wants this. Why is it of all the things like I love Colin Farrell. I, was I, great. I like Colin Farrell's penguin. Yeah. I don't want to see him as the main character of a show ever. No, I would you. It it's not supposed to be a main character, so I I just I don't understand I I don't get it. No, especially like God, have we not explored? I mean, with all the spinoff TV shows, you know what gotten... they should have done. You know what's the one spinoff thing? Sorry to interrupt you. That I think would be okay is that they what's made that? one with Andy Serkis's Alfred. I was like, gonna say like but, like, the... but it couldn't be like eight episodes or whatever. It like like two three episodes, almost like a day in the life of Alfred type thing. I was gonna say that, but then unfortunately, I, like what I was gonna say is we've had so many dumb spinoff shows. Yeah. We have a Alfred Pennyworth. I don't show. care. I don't care. I know. That I, no, nobody does. But it's the fact that we have that. We have so many. It was like, do, why do we need? Like, just no. If it doesn't have Batman, don't care. 
No, I agree. I agree. Um, and even if it's well made, like, cause I love the Gotham in the Batman. That's one of the best parts of the movie is like, yeah, yeah I want to see more of it. I want to see more of it through the eyes of Batman in, in a Batman story. You know, it's a show that could work. Another show that, that could work is if you, if uh, at some point, at some point, if you're introducing a Robin, if you did like a, you know, four, four, six episode series setting up like a Dick Grayson character. Okay. Before then having, and it, again, it couldn't be very long because you don't no, want, no. you don't want to do a lot, but no. again, a handful of episodes setting up a Dick Grayson character to where you can kind of streamline an, a Robin origin in a sequel movie. I see. Like, I think yeah. that could work. Yeah. Cause you can save also... some time. Um, I think that could be interesting. It's oh, still like sure. a main character, you know? So I wouldn't mind that. Um, no, I, I wouldn't mind it either. But then you also run into the issue that Marvel currently has, where it's like, if you, if you spread out like yeah. what audiences need to know through well, different media. Well, you wouldn't even need to really, you could still do a normal Robin origin, but it's just, you, you know, the people who have watched it are a little bit more familiar with the character, but oh, okay, you don't so, do it yeah. as like, Oh, you have to, to see how the character came about. Like, I don't want to see a Robin origin TV show. I just want to I see gotcha. a Dick Grayson character show. Okay. You can do, yeah, well, the, you can do the, you know, the, the circus, a handful of things with that establishing just kind of his character of Dick okay. Grayson, not Robin. But, yeah. And again, that's and why it can't like, be a whole season of something. It needs to be like a couple of episodes, like two, three tops almost yeah. like even six, I think would be too much. Yeah. Probably. But, um, like just just a handful, almost like you remember back back in the day when the Internet was kind of first being used for stuff like early 2000s. They would do like these little Internet like webisodes. Oh, yeah. Maybe stuff. like one for uh, Halo. That was great. Yeah. Like stuff like almost like in that vein. Yeah, I got you. It, you didn't need to watch it. But for, you know, if you did, you know, you know a little bit more about the character and it's something interesting. Like that, but unfortunately, that's not the mindset with this stuff. They want it to be like, no, you have to watch it because that forces people to do it. And it's like, yeah, they that's, they that's a misconception. And and I I can get how people can get caught up in that thought process. Oh yeah, of like, no, you want to, you know, it's like the advertising thing. You want to bring people to this thing with making them think they need to see it. Like I I get that marketing approach, but we've seen it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work in this no. instance. It doesn't work. All it does is annoy people and oversaturate things. Yep. So it can't Feels be like for It has to be a totally tertiary type of approach on it, which unfortunately yeah, like I, a... nobody does. But that's no. just, just as a spitball thing. Like that's something where I could I would be interested in watching. Yeah. Or like the 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 Riddler year one comic that they did was was interesting. It's like little stuff like that. I'm, I'm all for. But I don't need a Penguin series. Never did. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally agree. Totally agree. So we'll see. I don't know. I we'll might, I'll probably try it just because I like the first movie so much. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, most things I don't give a shot anymore, but oh. um, that might that'll probably be something I'd give a shot just just to yeah. see. I, um, I feel like they're kind of doing it just to kind of keep that whole universe like in yeah. the kind of spotlight, because obviously if you're taking three or four years in between movies, the, the audience attention span now is like, oh, is that even still happening? So you kind of have to keep it on people's tongues, but ugh, eh, I still don't Which, love it. I mean, I get, but 
you don't have to, but it's just how studios feel about now. Everything has to be a cinematic universe. And yeah. it's like, yeah. God forbid you just do one movie at a time. It's like, oh, what's the even point? It's like the point is you're making good movies, you know, like we yeah. used to. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And even just looking at like the cast, apparently that's like around like I don't know any of these people really. No. Um, the only one that's interesting is apparently Clancy Brown is going to play Salvador Mar- uh, Maroni. Oh, really? Which that's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's the first thing I've seen just from the show where I'm like, all right, that's a good idea. That's a good, I like that. That's a good casting. I'm on board for that. I'd I like, down. I mean, well, I'm, I'm always for Clancy Brown, but it's cool to have him be Maroney. For sure. For sure. I was like, that works. So, you know, and again, we, we know Matt Reeves is good. We know his Batman knowledge is good. Um, oh yeah. Bonafide. The, the first movie's good. was great. So, you know, maybe uh, at least th- this is one of those rare things where all like the pieces are seemingly there. It's just something that to me doesn't make any sense. So it'll be an interesting dynamic. It might work. Hopefully it does. Hopefully it is good. Um, yeah, I, I feel like at best it would just be like, OK, that was a harmless little cool get to see a little bit more penguin but it's like at the end of the day i feel like best case scenario will be like yeah we still didn't need that though yeah i i i think so too but um yeah we'll see but anyway that that's kind of the main at least batman thing of anything that's come out although i have um i have pulled up another headline just real quick apparently the uh the director of the first ever batman 66 pilot uh passed away uh, about a week ago Oh no kidding uh robert butler who directed the pilot episode of Batman um, with Adam West and Burt Ward back in uh, 66 uh, passed away about, yeah, about a week ago. It looks like so. um, Uh, That's too bad. He was 95. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's a good long life. So yeah. I mean, he outlived the star. So yeah, God, it's pretty impressive. At least we still got Burt Ward. True. We still Burt Ward and Julie Newmar. They're the last, and I think Lee Merriweather's still alive too. Right. I think those uh, are the yeah, yeah. well she wasn't in the show that. but she's in the movie so yeah I think yeah, I those think I've heard. three are the only main ones that are still alive is Eartha Kitt still alive no I think she passed away a few years that's ago that's what I thought too I think it's just those three Gosh. I think Burt Ward Julie Newmar and then uh, Lee Merriweather from the movie are the only ones I think still alive are the main characters yeah uh, Eartha Kitt God, she died in 2008 hmm Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's uh yeah, that's it. That's, that's all that's yeah. left, which is, uh, which is sad. It, it is sad. I, I, and we mentioned it before, but Adam West dying was like one of the th- big three celebrity deaths that have, uh, you know, really kind of impacted me along oh, yeah. with Carrie Fisher and Stan Lee. Oh, sure. Those are the three. Yeah, and and sure. now, now having Conroy too. I mean, like I know oh, you're older, right. Of course, of course. Yeah, Kevin Conroy. It was almost still... a year ago. It was just over yeah, a year well, ago that about. Kevin Conroy uh, passed away. You're right. No, you're totally yeah. right. Yeah, he he was another one for sure. That's uh that's up there. But yeah, Adam West. Adam West passed away now uh, over six years ago. Jeez. It was 2017 Ugh. that he uh, passed Gosh. away, and then Carrie Fisher was 2016, I think. So yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds. And then, about and right. then Stan uh, Lee was 2018. Yep, 2018. Ugh. So yeah, it's it's moving quickly, but yeah. So I I just saw that just as I'm as I had all the no, Batman yeah. I'm glad you up. mentioned that. That uh, Robert Butler, director of the Batman pilot, yeah. which is still to me by far the best episodes 
of that show. Yeah, I the think the first all two episodes, episode, yeah. and again, they're all two parters. So yeah, yeah. Um, but those, you know, the pilot, those first two episodes with the uh, high diddle riddle and smack in the middle are those are my favorite episodes of that entire show. Are the pilot because you have, I mean, you have everything in those episodes. Yeah, you have the Batusi. Yeah. The you right. have the you have Frank Gorshin's Riddler. Uh, I mean, it's 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 awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. You yeah. have you have uh what's her name? Is it Molly? The, is that the name? The, of the chick name? who dies. Who dies? It's the only ch- person who dies. I think in the entire series is in yeah, that so episode, and uh, <laughs> she dies because she can't reach because she's too scared. Um, it's it's great. Like every she falls into the atomic pile. Like it's yeah, that's a bad way to go. It is, but uh oh, it's so good, man. Seeing that makes me want to rewatch those episodes. That's, I know <laughs> that's great. Those are so good, man. So yeah, still got like sixty to go that we haven't watched. So yeah, well, no, that that's what we'll we're gonna go back to once we finish animated series. We're <laughs> going back to fully going back to Batman sixty six and that just absolute gold that is that show. But yeah. uh yeah, so rest in peace, Robert Butler, because yeah, he directed he directed just some absolute just just some of the best Batman stuff that's ever been made. I mean, who knows what Batman would be like today if we never got that pilot? That's that's a great, great point. That is a great point. That that was the start of Batman. Yeah. In, 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 screen, in a pop yeah. culture sense, that was the start of Batman. Batman was going to get canceled before that oh, yeah. show. The comic of Batman would have been canceled if it were yeah, not for the selling? success of that show. Yeah. So, so uh, God, an unsung hero. For sure. Uh, he also he also directed uh, two other uh, you know another two parter uh, two other let's see two other two parters uh, Fine Feather Finks and Penguin is a Jinx which I think are the first two Penguin episodes yeah of I the first those. season yeah, okay which are yeah, nice. great also yeah and then uh, the Mister Freeze episodes Instant Freeze and Rats Like Cheese which I think are okay. the first two Mister Freeze episodes too so, yeah we uh, covered those all great all great episodes. So nice. fantastic. So definitely thank you very much to Robert Butler. So yeah. I think that's really it for the news. Obviously there's a bunch of super stuff and whatever, but I don't, I don't watch anything. I don't care. Um, uh, I mean, you haven't seen the Marvels yet. No, I haven't watched any. I've watched one Marvel movie since no two. I watched both the stupid Spider-Man movies after Endgame, but I watched those and then, guardians the third Guardians. oh yeah those are the only marvel movies i've watched since endgame are those i i haven't watched a marvel movie since we saw no way home which is fair guardians 3 was not was not good um yeah i don't feel like i'm missing anything again handful of decent moments sure but as a whole really stupid uh massive character assassination and uh, i don't like how it ended so no no a good villain good villain so I've heard um, some decent scenes. Sure. Good rocket stuff. Everything else pretty much terrible. So um, yeah, it's too bad. It, it, it's the character assassination. That's the thing that makes that so bad. Too many people, I guess, don't care about like don't it didn't bother them, I guess. But uh, it, it, I, I was having this talk with someone else. It really worries me because I've, I've been, of course, watching like the EFAP and then the sure. Friday Night Tights group. That's how I know about any Marvel stuff. It's yeah, like yeah, just, yeah. you know, experience it. But it's funny. I was talking with someone else. And it really does seem like people have been conditioned to just kind of accept crappy yes. movies and material and just like go to bat for the stuff now where it's like, guys, like you don't have to settle for this. 
No, you don't. Um, and that's the thing that that's where, you know, we, we've been on that from the beginning again. Right, it's dude. like with the yeah. Snyder stuff. I don't care if something's not woke. I, I no. don't care. I don't care. No. That's not the that bar. Enough? That's too low of a bar. It's, oh God. I, I care if something, if I enjoy it and if it's good. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the bar. It's not just, Oh, it doesn't pan. I don't care. No, that's can't it's not enough. That. That's not enough. Yeah. Cause I've seen, I've seen a handful of movies are like, marketed and praised for you know being as anti-book as possible and they suck yes i'm like look there there are a bunch of directors who i hate personally but i'm like god they are talented like rob reiner is one of the most insufferable human beings he's yeah. an amazing director dude i rewatched I, I rewatched spinal tap like four days ago <laughs> spinal tap oh my yes. gosh just one of the greatest movies ever made <laughs> no we shan't work together again <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I still think the fun, not to go on a spinal tap tangent, but I think the I still think the funniest part of that entire movie is when uh what the, the bass player can't get out of the pod yeah. for an entire <laughs> song. And then it then finally opens. <laughs> there's nine different people, there's roadies banging on the thing, trying to get him out the entire song. And then as soon as it opens, it's right when everyone else goes back in. That is uh, one of the funniest scenes in any movie ever <laughs> ever uh, it brilliant. never wears out it never like stops being no funny. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh it is so but, funny that the constant story is about every drummer who dies yeah. and it just keeps getting and then they're like the third one like oh yeah he died and you're like another one <laughs> yeah he just he just uh he just burst into flames in the middle thing, you know, it happens every, you know, a few times a year where people just spontaneously combust and there's nothing. Like, it's just, uh. so it's a fine, it's a fine line between brilliance and stupidity <laughs> or whatever the line is. Words of wisdom. <laughs> oh Ugh. my God. But no, it's like Christopher I, I Guest Reiner, and but, freaking, uh, oh, yeah. um, Michael McKean are just absolute. Bro, they, and we we need a new Mount Rushmore and just just for them to be on something. Yeah, yeah, because oh man, ugh. I feel like I haven't seen them too much, but God, they're so good in that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, but anyway, not to go on a spinal. We could do a whole episode on Spinal Tap, but um. Oh sure. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. But but to your point, yes, uh, totally agree. Uh, and and of course nowadays it's like ninety percent are complete pieces of crap. Oh God! Yeah. Uh, anyone in Hollywood or what? Anyone in any sort of media capacity, you know, I would say at minimum seventy-five percent are just absolutely awful human beings. Um, yeah, probably. But hey, a lot of them have made some pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, it's like as long as you entertain us, we can forgive a lot. But the problem is that now we're not being entertained, so it's yep. like okay, all we have have to fixate is on your crappy politics. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, you're 100 percent right. So, but then, but then there are also a lot of like not too talented people, kind of hacks, who now see this landscape like you know, you have the stupid Daily Wire making a, a Snow White movie, and it's like, oh god. And so you have all these people who are trying on this this you know hunger that the audiences have, but unfortunately, it's attracting a lot of people who are just out to make a quick buck. Yeah. Yeah. Which is true, and and I don't have any problem with like that's fine. Like no. whatever people can, but do I'm going to rate it as I always do. Right. But I'm not going yeah. to praise it just cause they nope. did it. Absolutely. Like, like I'm not, I'm going to praise it if it's good. 
Yeah, because I remember uh, this movie came out this year. I remember I saw the trailer for it. Like I think I can uh, as an ad before a video, and I saw the trailer. I'm like, okay, this is your typical low budget, crappy movie. The trailer wasn't good. The acting looked over the top. And I, I just and I thought nothing of it. But then I remember a couple of weeks later, I saw like on all the conservative podcasts, they were talking about this movie and like praising it. And I was like, oh no, I'm like this is a movie I saw that looked terrible. But the director was like a, a a big conservative Christian guy. And like, he made the movie yeah. to try and, you know, comment about stuff. I'm like, that's great and all, but that doesn't change the fact that I remember seeing that trailer and it looked bad. Yeah. I, I will say uh, an exception. Now I can't speak to it. Cause I, I, I hadn't seen it, but, um, I, I haven't watched it, but, um, shoot. What's, uh, what's the, what's the Jim Caviezel movie that just, came Oh, out? sound of freedom. Yeah. The sound of freedom. I, I had no interest in actually watching it. I haven't watched the movie. But to me, something like that, I don't mind getting behind, even if it's not good. Apparently, it was good, but even well, I, if it, I've I've seen it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But but just but besides the fact of good or not, something like that, I can get behind whether it's good or not because well, can I? I feel like something oh, yeah, like that transcends a little bit. But uh, but I yeah, apparently yeah, I I I think I saw that you saw it. So yeah, go go ahead. Yeah, actually, like I, I was the reason I told that story is because it kind of tied into the Sound of Freedom. Because when the Sound of Freedom came out and it was getting all this attention, I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna be another case of that other movie." The other movie was called Nefarious, by the way, if you're if you're interested. But I mean, um, that sounds familiar. I, I, I thought think I heard of that. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be another case of like, "Oh, this looks like a TV movie. It's probably not that good." And then I finally saw it, and I was yeah really surprised because it's it's an actual good movie. Like. You can tell you can tell it's lower budget, but it's not like embarrassing low budget where you're like, well, oh, it's still God, like what, like fourteen, fifteen million dollar budget. Oh like, yeah, it's no, still it's, like a decent, you know, decent low budget. Yeah, but it, it it doesn't feel like you know bad TV movie or or some you know more egregious offenses. But like, no, the the, the directing is solid. It's not that crappy. Like, uh, this guy has seen too many movies and doesn't know how to recreate them no like the directing is really good the acting is really good obviously i've always loved jim caviezel so sure, he's great he's great and, it's, and the little girl in it is incredible but um no it's it's an actual real good movie so when i saw that i was like oh thank god this isn't just oh you know if you want to be conservative and champion more kind of you know not even more but less woke movies you have to suffer and have to you know deal with crappier quality but no i can safely say it's an actual good movie yeah which and that's what I've heard. That's why I yeah. kind of wanted to preface like that's what I've heard from several several people. Like most people yeah. say that is a good movie. Um, I don't know, and and I totally support all that. I I, I just never had any interest in actually watching it. It's um, tough. It's it's tough to watch because right. I mean it's not it's not vulgar. Obviously, it's right. very tastefully done. But um, I mean just see the the story like and the, the implication of that. I'm like yeah, I don't really want to watch that. Like I totally support it. But I'm someone who doesn't have to be like shown that or reminded of that, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah, I, yeah. like I'm not in the camp of like people like that that of you know having Deny to be actually happening for this type of yeah. stuff. So I'm like, I, yeah, like that to me is like I I really don't want to watch that. I get it. Yeah, it, it's it's tough because I mean I found myself tearing up a little bit because I was like, oh man, because it's so upsetting to even think about. But, right. Um, and that's why it's so messed up that there are people who just immediately download this movie 
and act like it's a right wing conspiracy where it's like guys you do know that human trafficking it's like this is, is very not much real right wing thing this no. is not a political issue really no this is like, it's like the most it, base level of like human rights you could possibly do and and that's one of the reasons why taken was such a huge success is because not True. just that it was an action movie but it was because it was based on this type of subject matter where you're like Oh, these guys are all human traffickers. Yeah, kill them as painfully as possible, Liam Neeson. I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> and it, that's what made it so enjoyable. Like the first John Wick is like, you kill a puppy. Yeah, kill them. I don't care. Yeah, like go for it. And because it gets people, you know, upset, understandably. So obviously, people are very passionate about it. So I'm, I'm glad that it was as as uh, successful as it was. Yeah. No. I no. Me too. No. I'm. 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 Again, that's a, a total support. Um stuff like that for sure but it's also and, actually a well-made movie i'm not just saying that so which is good too like that yeah. again that, oh. and that's even better like that's if you're gonna do it you know it, it is kind of a thing where it's like if you're gonna it's do it and if you're gonna make it a movie it's yes. one thing if you're making it a do- you know a documentary or something like that or a exactly. new story like that's different but if you are trying to make a movie well at least make it good yeah, make it entertaining and good, and yeah, they succeeded. And it's gonna get a bigger reach doing that too. Uh, absolutely. Which is what we saw. What did what did it make? Two hundred million. Like two hundred fifty million. Yeah, which is insane. And, yeah, and a movie incredible. that had been canned for what, like four years. Yeah, like five years. Yeah, yeah, something like that, where it had gone through like a couple different studios. Um. Yeah, of course Disney was like, nah. Yeah, I know. I wonder why. Um. Yeah. Right. But uh. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, so th- that's a, that's a great point. Um, I don't remember what, how we got on that topic, but, uh, uh, just talk about movies and like how they're becoming political now and daily wire and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah I guess. Uh, uh, well, we were talking about us not just champion a movie because yeah, no, it's it, just because it's not woke or not part of the agenda. It's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But I don't care if it's now, not also, good. <laughs> what, what's really become apparent now is that obviously we saw this big time after The Last Jedi, but it's, it's how now we have to change how we critique movies, Yeah, which is so stupid. It's like, and we saw this with the Snyder Cut, right? How many people yeah. gave that four or five stars because, oh, it was, it was a love letter to the fans and it was standing up to the studio. It's like, oh, it's okay. not woke. Yeah, oh, that too. It's like, okay, that's fine. But as a movie, it's terrible. It's, it's like, why awful. are we changing how we grade movies? We shouldn't. Oh, Zack and- Snyder still makes like badass characters. Stuff like that. It's like, I don't care. He makes retarded characters. Also, if you think Zack Snyder is based in any way, you're a freaking idiot. That man is the definition of a Milwaukee liberal. Like he, he is an Obama lover through and through. And I love how more and more of his fans are finding out just how freaking liberal he is. Well, also, it's not even that. He's also just retarded. Well, that's the biggest like, crime. He yeah. just—he's just not that smart. Yeah, and I don't know why he got this reputation for being based. I guess just because he puts like muscular dudes, violence, and like naked chicks in his movies. Like, oh, this guy's based. It's like, no, he's not. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. It's the bar being lowered so low. Oh God. But yeah, I've seen it re- recently with like the Marvels. Obviously, like John Flickinger, the flick pick guy. He's gotten in trouble because he's like, guys, this movie sucks. It's like, I'm grading it as I always have. It's not a good movie. And people are like, but I had fun. And obviously people just want to hate like, this movie. That's like, fine. Fine. I didn't. I didn't. 
<laughs> no. It's like, and they're playing movies that you can have fun. They're just still good movies. Sure. Is that the, it's like, is that the lowest a movie has to do now? It's just evoke some type of brain activity and you give it a good review. Like, good God, like what type of movie warrants a bad review? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause yeah, cause I work part-time in a movie theater and, and there are a handful, again, there's not many of them cause stuff sucks, but there are a handful of these like, you know, middle-aged men who are these like lifelong comic fans Sure. Who will see all these movies and will talk about them so positively of like how they're seeing this and they're seeing this character. And I loved this character in this comic. And I, and I go along with it cause I'm working there. So I have to act like stuff's good, but, um, Oh yeah. But it, it, those type of people I don't get, like we're no. so past that. Like I get that in like 2005. Yeah. The height of all this, like stuff, in 2005 you know? when stuff was literally being made for the first time. And this was yeah. the first time you were seeing like, you know, let's just say first fantastic four. That is the first sure. time you're seeing the fantastic four. On the big screen. So I can get a, a kind of blindness or a kind of turn in the other cheek to a movie that's maybe not good because right. you're finally seeing something like I, I, I get that 20 years ago. Yeah. But how can you be that way now? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Like, OK, you were a huge fan of this comic. How in the hell can you say that? that like, how did you enjoy this? Like. You should be more mad at this. Like, right. And uh, so those people are the ones that I'm, I really don't understand. I like the Marvel shills. That's one thing, but it's, it's like a different level. It's like, and I, we've talked about it before there is, and, and this is even different because this isn't even talking about the awful nerd community where that's their oh, whole identity. Yeah. So they have to yeah. like everything. Cause I know some of those oh, yeah. people too. And a um, lot of them there are and but that's different i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about the older people like these are like 55 year old middle-aged men who are you know they're not that same level of like 25 to 45 people that we're talking about um they're older than that they're like the 70s comic fans and okay and these people like still liking this is just baffling to me it's like i i it's weird Again, 2005, I get it. Totally. But but we 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 know better now. Like we're Yeah. We cuz we've seen good. Like we don't Yeah. I don't understand how there can still be this blindness of just, "Oh, I'm seeing my characters here." We we we're past that. We're yeah. so far past that. And I, I mean, don't... most normies are, are done with most Marvel movies at this right. point now. Right. So, oof. so I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. Um, no either. And, and again, I was that way. We've all been there at some point. Of course. The biggest one for me by far is the star, the, the force awakens by far. Oh, sure. That is the biggest A example. Lot of I fully it's was huge. that, but again, we didn't know any better at the time. Some people did. I'll give them credit. Some people knew from the start, but most of us didn't. We hadn't been burned, really. Like, we'd been burned by bad movies. But that's right. that, that's different. That's different. Again, 2015, 2016, you know, the, the seven, eight years ago is when it, it shifted. And, and everyone's talked yep. about that. But Of course. But it went from, you know, the clueless studio 
just being, you know, trying to make a thing they knew nothing about. Those were the failures right. of the super movies from the early 2000s. Oh, sure. Then it became, you know, a f- the, the, you know, obviously the full on ideology switch and all of that was a big part of it. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, cause that was the wake up for me really was the star Wars sequel trilogy is really the, the moment where it switched, at least for me, oh, yeah, for where, where I went from, I don't anticipating to not anticipating. Um, right. Was, was that. And, and just the fact that there's still people that aren't there yet is just strange to me. Well, yeah. Cause like in both, both like the, the Disney star Wars and the MCU, there were those points where like, you know, you have your first two or three phases in the MCU and you had like right at the beginning of star Wars, uh, force awakens Rogue one, where it's like, even if there were some misfire movies, you were just excited about right. what you thought the possibilities could be. Yep. And then you get to a certain point where you're like, oh, I see now pretty much what I can expect. And I know none of it's going to be good at this point. And that's where we are with both of them. So it's like, I, yeah, the fact that you still have people who like are, are like Charlie Brown still trying to kick that football thinking the next great, you know, movie like those early days is going to come out. It's like, guys, like those days are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Time. Time to reboot. Time to time to turn off and start from square one again. Yeah, or, or sell these or sell these IPs. God forbid. No, hundred percent, hundred percent, totally agree. Yeah, I'm I'm very much at a. I expect almost nothing, and then if something happens, then great. Um, I mean, because yeah, we've you I've and I have for both, years. Yeah, because I mean, we've both pretty much been in the game of like, if it's made by Disney, I don't want anything to do with it. And I gotta say, I'm not feeling this like withdrawal of like, damn it, man, come on, can you guys like just get your act together? Because I'm nope. really Jones now. I'm like, I, I see what they're putting out. I'm like, ooh, I'm glad I'm not wasting any time or money on that. Last new movie I saw was in May, and I saw, yeah, I saw like Creed three, John Wick four, and Guardians three, all in May, I think. And I think those are the last. Oh, I guess I saw Mission Impossible. Um, are, are you talking about like in theater? Yeah, just, just new like movies. new movies that are coming out. Um, I mean, I was, I'm seeing new movies streaming now, which sucks because I love the movie theater. But yes, unfortunately, there has not been a whole lot in the yeah, theater. I haven't been to the movie theater since Mission Impossible at this point. So, oh, you didn't you didn't see Oppenheimer, did you? No, I still I, uh, I missed damn. it. I never had the three hour break. It was right during the very busy the very busy season. Fair, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, luckily they are re-releasing it, especially before the Oscars. So you should get a chance. Yeah. Which wouldn't, uh, I, I honestly, I just hope it comes out on HBO max. I'd rather just watch it there, but, uh, ah, you gotta see the theater though. It's so much better in the it's, theater. It's so long. Um, you'll, you'll make it, you'll make it. I know. Like I, I know I'll, I'll see it at some point, but I just, yeah, I missed it. Um, look, I, I want to see that, the Scorsese movie, but I'm like, Three and a half is pushing it, man. Yeah, I thought it was interesting too. And as soon as I saw it was three and a half, I was like, zero interest, done. Nope. It, out. It, it, the fact that it's three and a half hours, and I know the story. I know the a, story too. Is a depressing one. I'm like, that's really pushing it. Yeah, I know the I, full story too, and it's really interesting. Um, it is, but it, it's it's heavy and it's not a feel good story. No, no, it's not. It's not. Like I can I can do three hours, three and a half hours of Return of King because I know how that one goes. Sure. But, Three and a half hours of Indians getting ripped off and murdered and then basically left in poverty. It's like, okay, that's that's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. 
But should we uh, segue into, I guess, the movies we have seen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a, there, it's been a minute. Um, there's some I'm just gonna have to ignore because it's like <laughs> I've seen a crap ton. Yeah, I've I've seen a good bit, uh, especially over the past two months. I've seen more of the past two months than I had the previous like three. Um, so, uh, so for me, through June and July, I only saw six. I I finally watched High Plains Drifter, um, and I was going through okay. in like April May. I was watching a bunch of uh, like like spaghetti westerns. Um, That's right, yeah. Stuff like that. So uh, I watched um, like I watched Django and The Great Silence in May at the end of May, which are oh, great. Cool. Django's yeah. awesome. First Django is incredible. Um, then I watched High Plains Drifter, great Clint Eastwood movie. Um, really, really good. Liked it a lot. Uh, it's nice. it's that middle in that trilogy with like Hang 'em High, High Plains Drifter, and then Pale Rider. Yeah, and, Pale Rider. Um, I'd seen Hang 'em High years ago. I should go back and rewatch it. That one I actually saw like ten years ago, ten or fifteen years ago. And then I'd seen Pale Rider. Uh, didn't really like it the first time I watched it. Oh, okay. Rewatched it a few months, like you know, six six seven months ago, and way better than I had initially thought. Um, I don't know. I guess I just missed the point. I think the first time that I watched it. Yeah, yeah sure. I can see that. Um, but high plains drifter. I watched that one though. Hadn't seen that one yet. Really good. Uh, love that. Great movie. Nice. Great. Clint Eastwood. Um, just classic, classic Western. Just great. Um, yeah, yeah. comes in, kills everybody. It's awesome. That's all you need. Man, um, I watched. Uh, I've watched a bunch of Phantom of the Opera movies. Oh, okay. Uh, I watched the original silent film, and it's really good. I don't love silent films. I don't um, either. There's a handful that I I haven't seen a lot, but I've Absolutely seen too. I've seen a handful. The uh, original Robin Hood with Douglas Fairbanks is really good. Oh wow. Um. That's a silent film, I'm pretty sure, and that's really good. Um, I like the Errol Flynn one better. That to oh, me is course. the best one by far. Yeah, um, yeah. The Errol Flynn Robin is one of the greatest movies ever. Um, but the the silent film with Doug Fair, Fair, Fairbanks, really good Robin Hood movie. I've seen Nosferatu, and I've seen Cabinet Cab, uh, of Dr. Caligari, like original horror movies. Those are good. Um, I've I've seen more. Like I've seen several Charlie Chaplin movies. I've seen several uh, Buster Keaton movies, which are great. Buster Keaton movies are awesome. Yeah, um, those are great cool. movies. But but I watched the Silent Phantom of the Opera. Don't know if it's one I'd really rewatch because again, it just it's tough. It's silent movies are kind of tough. Um, but it is really good. Um, okay. It it is really good, and Lon Chaney is awesome. I mean, he is incredible as the phantom and it is the best phantom makeup ever by far it is some of the best like horror movie makeup for a monster i've ever seen it is in i mean lon cheney is the master he's the master of horror um you know horror character design and makeup and there's a reason for that and 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 just the 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 horror makeup looks so good it looks so good. It is so creepy. It is so terrifying looking. And 
so off-putting. It, it is great. I mean, it is truly, truly great. Um, I think they did the reveal a little early in the movie. I've, I kind of okay. would have liked them to wait a little more. Um, and then it kind of it, it kind of meanders a little bit at the end. But uh, it's pretty short. I think it's like 100 minutes or maybe less than that. Um, but uh, But it's really good. Good Phantom of the Opera, especially if anyone's a fan of that. Definitely a must watch for sure. Okay. Uh, I watched a handful of documentaries. I don't know if we really want to talk about those. Um, Aren't there any worth talking about? I watched the Jimmy Savile documentary on Netflix, um, which is just disturbing. It's just it's yeah. it's just very disturbing. Um, yeah, I mean it's well done, but it is kind of wild. Just like that, just you know, horrible depraved human being was just a full on pop culture loved figure with that we've seen, but that yeah. none of it came out till like years after he was already dead oh. is, is kind of wild. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then I watched death rides a horse, which is like a, it's a spaghetti Western with, um, uh, Oh my gosh. Um, freaking, um, Lee Van Cleef. It's a Lee oh, Van okay. Cleef spaghetti Western. Um, there's so many on YouTube. Like there are so many like spaghetti Westerns for free on YouTube. Um, so it was oh. one that I found on there. I was like, Lee Van nice. Cleef. All right, I'm in. Yeah. And it was pretty good. It's, it's again, it's hard to go into like stories of spaghetti Westerns. Cause <laughs> yeah, cause yeah, they're very simple. They're very they're simple and kind of similar. Uh, yeah. It's, so it's Lee Van Cleef. Starring in a spaghetti western. That's the best way to describe it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, oh, it was great. I saw Mission Impossible. We'll talk about that did, yeah. a little bit yeah. more in a minute. I uh, saw Extraction 2. Liked that fine. I did too. Similar yeah, to the first good. one. Liked them fine. Uh, I thought it was a I little overblown. I thought it was a little bloated. Sure. Um, that's one thing oh, that sure. gets me with uh, these big action movies nowadays. And we don't even need to talk about John Wick. But... um. Uh, yeah. these movies where it's like they they go too far it's like yeah. you, that's the one thing that got me with that movie is there were just scenes that went on too long it's like I get it for sure cool. I, I definitely, this is a big one third act is awesome but it just goes on so long they're like I don't care anymore like you yeah so that's one thing that gets me but and, and overall I enjoyed it uh, I, I have a very hot take when it comes to wonders I need to talk about it at some point okay fair enough uh, I finished Deadwood, the show. Oh, so nice. I watched the Deadwood movie, which was pretty good. Um, I've heard it was good. The show's great. The movie's good. I kind of wish it was more of a finish. It's kind of just I've like heard. a long episode, and that's it. Yeah. And it doesn't really do yeah. anything. It doesn't really move yeah. anything forward. It just kind of is like a long episode like 10 years later, and you're like, oh, okay. But it was good. But uh, kind of leaves you like are we going to make another one or like what's going on here? Um, yeah, you would think they would have ended it more like definitively. Yeah. Being like, this I, I is thought the last they were going to end chance. It. Like they were yeah, going to kind of bookend it and they, it doesn't at all. Um, maybe they're, maybe they were hoping the movie would have reinvigorated and maybe got some. Yeah. And uh, maybe it would, but that's a great show and uh movie's yeah. good. Uh, I watched uh, the uh, Michael Mann, Miami vice. Cause I went through oh. watching Michael Mann movies for sure. for a bit, I rewatched uh, like Heat and Collateral, oh, of um, course. which I hadn't seen Collateral in a minute. 
that movie holds up. That's a great yeah, movie. Yeah, that's still a um, great one. But I hadn't seen Miami Vice yet. Yeah. Uh, I like the show. The show oh, Miami yeah, the Vice is great. great fun. So yeah. I heard, like, my dad hates the movie because he loved the show do. and stuff yeah. like that. So I just never watched it. I was like, eh, it's Michael Mann. It's Colin Farrell. I'm going to watch it. Sure. And you know what? It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's not bad. I think I gave like three great stars. Love the shootouts. Well, of course. It's a Michael Mann movie. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's a Michael Mann movie. So I I enjoyed it enough. Am I going to watch it again? Yeah, maybe. I, I remember rewatching it. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe I didn't need to rewatch it. But it, it, there's nothing about it where I'm like, oh, God. It just now, like, it's not Miami Vice, Vice at all. No, Zero. God, none. No, not even, no. even remotely. So from that standpoint, no. similar to like the Equalizer. Um, sure. Because my dad loves the TV show, The Equalizer. And then okay. the movie came out. It's not even not even one part of that is the equalizer. Like not even. Oh, close. wow. Um, I don't know anything about the show. The show is like a white British detective and there's who doesn't carry a gun and there's like no violence at all. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. It's literally like the complete opposite, but he nice. still loved the movie because the first equalizer movie is great. Um, yeah. But uh, so Miami vice, I enjoyed, it was fine. It's fine. Uh, then in October, I watched a good bit of horror movies. Um, I watched the um, 1940s Phantom of the Opera oh. with uh, Claude Rains, and I have mixed feelings about this movie. The like look of it is amazing. It's like an early Technicolor movie because I think it's from like 43, so like it looks beautiful. Um, oh. And I like the Phantom stuff, which is only at the very end. This movie changes the story and it like starts off with the character before he's the phantom, like not in flashbacks. Like it starts off with him as like a hopelessly in love, like violinist who's in love with this singer and is like paying for lessons and stuff. So he's lives in like poverty because he puts all his money into her and then he, but he is like too old now. So he's not uh -huh. good enough. So he gets like fired basically from the orchestra. And, but he writes like a, he writes a piece like a, whatever, an opera or whatever. And yeah. it's stolen by the music producer. So that's like what sets him off. He ends up killing a uh. producer, ends up getting, trying to burn everything, gets caught in a fire. And, and, but all this happens like all like 50 minutes into the movie. Like the first like 45 minutes is like all of this. Oh, wow. And then after that, it's like the phantom stuff after, you know, then after that, he starts to get things shut down because it's his, you know, it's his production or whatever. So I don't like that. Like, I don't like hmm. that structure of the story, really. Of, okay. I don't really want to see that. the origin of the phantom as this like sad sack person. Yeah. Like he's this pathetic creature. And I was like, I don't care. Like it's not very mysterious that way. Right. There's no mystery and he's kind of pathetic. And so you yeah. see him as he's pathetic. You want to see that afterwards. So sure. The, the, I, the structure I didn't love. I like everything else about it. Like Claude Rains is great. And the, the directing's great. All the acting's great. Um, so like I enjoy it, but I just don't like that structure of the story. Now I'm going to skip ahead 
to when I watched the Phantom of the Opera Hammer film. Oh, okay. I'm, I, I watched another film in between, but then I watched the Phantom of the Opera Hammer film from 1962, and I liked that one more. It's not as good of a movie because it's right. not big budget studio movie like the other one was. Yeah. But the structure of it was better because it has, it starts off with the Phantom and then like an hour in, you get his backstory. Sure. And then it shows all the stuff. And it's a similar, it's like the same backstory, basically. They use yeah, almost yeah, the same yeah. story of that previous one where he was a musician and had his thing stolen. It's like the same type of story. And then it's a stolen opera. And so that's why he's doing it. But having the structure that way, to me, leaves the Phantom as like terrifying, like yeah. as scary. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, it, totally. so it keeps that. Now, this phantom doesn't kill anybody. He has a weird hunchback henchman who does all the killing. So he actually yeah. doesn't even kill anybody. So he's kind of pathetic. And so well, that's not like. great. Um, so again, it's kind of mixed, but I liked it a little bit more just because I like the structure of the storytelling a little bit better. And because Michael Gal is the awful, horrible, real bad guy of the movie who's like the terrible, greedy theater owner who's oh, trying okay. to like sleep with all the women to get them parts. And it's <laughs> nice. awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> like, okay. Michael Gow's great, man. Uh, I, like I, I started watching, a, I watched a, a couple more hammer films because of that. Um, cause Michael, like Michael Gow and Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing are like the three who are like, yeah, in all in these all the hammer films. Films, yeah. films and they're all amazing. Oh yeah. So, uh, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all three of the Phantom of the Opera movies that I watched. Um, for sure. They're all they're nice. all good. All three of those are good. And then obviously I, I love the Joel Schumacher one also. I do too. It's I didn't know you great. liked it. I love it. <laughs> I really do like it. I like the musical. I like the I musical. I, I love I, I like I love... Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical. I've watched several of the musicals that have been, you know, the Broadway ones that have been filmed. I love all of those. Um I like the original I... one with Michael Crawford, who's one of the greatest singers ever. Like he's just incredible. And then uh, the one from 2011, um, there's there, there's a movie from the theater production of A Phantom of the Opera from 2011. I don't remember who the characters were. I don't remember who the actors were. They're like Broadway actors or whatever, or theater actors. Sure, but sure. that's a great version, too. Um, but obviously, that's not one of the recent ones I've seen. I've seen that one for years. But it's it's a great – that's a great movie. Like, I don't, I don't even yeah, put I, that as like a guilty pleasure. I think that's actually – I don't movie. either. I uh, me and my sister because my sister was obsessed with that movie when it first came out, and we've we both liked it ever since. But mm-hmm. there's all this hate for it because like, oh, Gerard Butler sucks. Sure, like, fine, I, whatever. I, you I, could get better singers. That's fine. I, I fine. I actually I like. But I think it's fine. I don't. I don't like that Broadway style, so I like his voice yeah. and how it's it's more like natural sounding. Which so is fair. I, I'm not a huge fan of Broadway style singing either. Um, no, no, to be perfectly fair. The, the my biggest complaint with that movie is he needed to be uglier. Oh sure, that's sure, my sure. that that's my one real like not not the singing voice or anything. My one real complaint is like, come on, man, like make him he he should be ugly. Like, come on. Nah, yeah, of course, but they yeah they wanted to make him sexy and all that stuff. And yeah, so that that's my it. only thing. But anyway, so I've watched a bunch of Phantom of the Opera movies and they're all good. Nice, they're all worth watching. Yeah. I was uh, I was pleased to see that Razor loves uh, the Schumacher version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes all the Phantom movies. 
Oh, he loves him, yeah. And I agree. I agree. I enjoy him. Uh, I finally watched Conan the Barbarian. Ugh. Been meaning okay, to watch that for a while. Conan's great, man. I love that. Okay. I love that Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan movie. And I uh, I've I read several Conan stories. Um, sure. I like I like the the pulp Conan character. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed this like quite a bit. It was fun. Okay. Like it didn't try too hard. It. it didn't try and be too convoluted. No, like no. it, it stuck to it. But it's not like it's also not really stupid either. Like it's no. it's a well done like sword and sorcery, like fantasy movie. I thought. Like I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I liked, I, I, I liked it. Yeah, I wish I did. I, I can't really pinpoint to why specifically. I didn't feel for it more. But great, I've never really, I was never into a lot of the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Stallone early kind of types of movies. So I don't know. I, I love the Stallone movies. Um, I haven't seen as many of the Arnold ones, but uh, no, I, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. James Earl Jones is the bad guy. I mean, yeah, he like, was great. Max von Sydow is like the dad of one of the princesses. Like, oh yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. But James Earl Jones just is awesome as that no, just ridiculous looking villain. Like, it's it's great. Yeah. It's that it's, crazy stare. It's it's awesome. Um, so yeah, enjoyed that quite a bit. Okay. Speaking of Hammer films, after I watched the Phantom Hammer film, I watched. Uh, the horror of Dracula. I think on I on a uh, letterbox it's just called Dracula, but it's the horror of Dracula, huh. and it's uh, I-, I was looking at all the Christopher Lee Dracula movies and their like yeah. ratings, and this was the only one with like a higher rating because they're all Hammer films. Oh um, sure. And so this had the highest rating of it. So I watched this one, and uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. I enjoyed it. It's um. I mean, it's it's a Dracula movie with Christopher Lee, with Peter Cushing as Van Helsing. Yep. Michael Gow is like the dad of one of the victims who's in the movie okay. quite a bit. So all three of them are in it. So that's already great. So, um, yeah. And uh, and it was fun. It was a okay. it, it was a fun movie. It's uh, like a character, you know, goes to Dracula's castle, gets attacked more you know van helsing finds out and ends up coming and they're trying to stop him because he starts to infect more people it's it's dracula it's like a simple dracula type of movie and nothing wrong with that it's pretty you know it's not that long i think it's like an hour and a half maybe maybe less than an hour and a half (laughs) and uh so it was good you can see christopher lee as dracula which i think is definitely worth watching Um, so yeah i see why that's the highest one it's from 1958 Okay. Uh, that was good. Uh, then with sticking with horror movies, I watched uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Oh, okay. How was that? It was good, man. It was pretty. Oh, really? It was good. I enjoyed that also. Um, it's it's a weird movie. Um, it's with uh, what's his name from uh, Halloween? Um, Donald Pleasance. Is, okay, is, is sure. the main character and he's like he's a priest and he basically finds out that the catholic church has been keeping this like thing hidden for like a thousand years in the basement of this abandoned church in somewhere in california and it's like the essence of satan it's like this vat with like a liquid green liquid like a green liquid 
And it's like the essence of Satan or something that the Catholic Church has been keeping there for like a thousand years. And so he finds it and then brings in this like professor from a local like like a total like atheistic professor who's like a full on like logic based whatever type stuff and brings him in to like study it with like his students. So they set up like all this stuff and then it's like starting to take over the world. So it's like starts to leak and then it infects people. It's like a zombie movie almost. So there's all these like homeless zombie people that like trap them in the thing. And then the thing starts squirting into people and turning them into the creatures of Satan or whatever, which are basically zombies. And then every time they kill another person, they get infected. So, I mean, it's basically like a zombie movie. And um, it's kind of weird. It's very wrong as far as religious goes, but that's fine. Um, oh, sure. And, uh, but, uh, but it was, it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Okay. I enjoyed it quite okay. a bit, actually. And uh, Alice Cooper's in it. Oh, nice. Uh, which I didn't even know at the time. And then I, as I'm watching opening credits, it was like somewhere on the credits. I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, yeah, he That's plays cool. one of the main like homeless zombies and he ends up, oh. it, uh, he gets the first kill, I think, of the whole movie where he impales this, like, nerd with a rusty half of a bike. That's cool. It's awesome. And it's funny because <laughs> um, Razorfist came out with his Alice Cooper Metal Mythos. Yeah, yeah. Which is incredible. I've watched, like, four times. That's good. And uh, he talks about this movie, and I had seen the movie before this came out. And, that was cool. Uh, <laughs> And so in that, it talks more about it. And Alice Cooper saying how he was just visiting the set because he does the the theme song for it because he did the theme song for Friday the 13th part six in his comeback album. Um, the he's back man behind the mask song. And so then John Carpenter brought him to do the theme song for this Prince of Darkness. Well, then he's visiting the set and John Carpenter kind of was like, hey, well, why don't you go, you know, get in the movie? as a character and he's like sure well then he ended up expanding it to where he like is he like kills people it's great so you have alice cooper and paling a nerd with a half of a rusty bike and he got that idea from his stage show because uh, oh, in his right. stage show he would he um will, like use a mic stand and impale people and so john carpenter saw that and was like hey can can we use that like, sure <laughs> so they do that in the movie it's great it's great that's worth it alone just for that uh so it was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. You nice. don't you don't want to think too hard, but uh, it's John nah. Carpenter, man. Like I, I'm gonna like more John Carpenter than I don't like. Yeah, I think that's most people. Like, it, it, it is is his batting average hundred? No, definitely no, not. God. But but there's more hits than there misses with John Carpenter, yeah. and and most are at least worth watching. Yeah, yeah. So I'd put that in that category. I mean, it's no Halloween. It's no They Live. It, it you know, it's it's no The Thing. It's it's not no, of course. anywhere near those you know masterpieces. But but it's good. It's good. Okay. Um. So yeah, that was fun. That was a surprise. I just randomly saw it on Peacock and was like, John Carpenter. Right, I'll watch this. And then <laughs> it's funny what it ended up being. Uh, Sarah had me watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> which I had never really heard of before. Um, that was a movie. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> she loves Alan Tudyk, which is oh, totally understandable. Yeah, he's um, a national treasure. 
that was a weird movie, man. That it was, is. <laughs> that was a. I don't really know what I think of that movie. It's original. It is original. Um, I I mostly I would say I mostly liked it. I like it. It's cute. It's wild, but <laughs> it's it was entertaining. It's different, man. It is. It is different, and I'll give him that. So, so that was pretty fun. Uh, and then the last like of the horror movies I watched was uh, I watched the Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow movie. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. I hate Tim that. Burton movies. Uh, I don't too, watch any of them ever. And I saw it on HBO Max and I was watching horror movies and was just like, yeah, all right. I'll, I don't know why. I have no reason why I turned this movie on. Um, it, it was fine. It's, it's not bad. For a Tim Burton movie, it was one of the, it was, it was probably my favorite. It was definitely, it was my favorite non good Tim Burton movie, which yeah, there are only yeah. two and it's Batman and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, sure. Other than that, I don't. I wouldn't say I like any Tim Burton movies. So this was the one I probably liked the most. After that, yeah, I, I remember. I remember not not minding it, but I always found the story of you know Ichabod Crane. Well, me too. I like that too. So that's probably why I watched it because I do like that story. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, I, and I liked. I thought this was one of the better Johnny Depp performances, to be honest. Yeah, I remember He's him being more, good. Like it's it's a little bit less caricature-y. Yeah. He's yeah. a li- I mean, he's a little bit more of a character instead of just Johnny Depp, you know? Yeah, it was, it was before he got into that real phase. Because of- I think this was from, like, what, like, 99? Yeah. So or, it was still uh, an earlier 90s. one. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't mind that. I liked Johnny Depp Ooh. in it. Um, and I don't love Johnny Depp in general, so I enjoyed oh, no. him in that. Uh, I watched uh, Team America World, World Police. Have <laughs> you never seen that? No, I never got around oh, to seeing God. it. Um. <laughs> This is a movie I um I have mixed feelings about. Really? I wanted to like it more than uh, I did. I thought the first half was great and the second half was not. Uh, okay. The first half I thought was awesome. That because was great. the I don't know what the funny the two funniest parts of the movie for me by far, and they kind of go together. The first one is when he goes through the big montage of being like turned into an Arab and then you see him and he just has painted face with stuck on (laughs) like fate. That was hilarious. That, that was so funny. That was great. Um, I loved that. And then when he is like infiltrating, Sure, Durka, Durka. In like, you know, Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever he is. Egypt, all of that yeah. is awesome. I love oh, yeah. all of that. Like, oh, what is it when 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 they start to drive away? What is what does he say? Like every time they speak in another language, it is amazing. It's Durka, Durka. Yes, yeah, yeah. When he's like, yeah, they're going down Durka Durka Street, like or whatever yeah, yeah. he says, that killed me. That was so funny. <laughs> So all of that is hilarious. Everything after that, like after he's done infiltrating and then the rest of the movie, I didn't really like as much. Um, oh, okay. That, that that humor I, wears on me after a while. It's not my favorite I, type of humor. It, I, I it, will, it stops I will it being clever after a while for me. Um, so I don't know. I'm always, 
those type of things that a lot of people find funny and I get, it starts to annoy me after a while sometimes. You you are very specific about your humor. And I can't explain why, really. No, I can't either. It it just got less funny, especially the more vulgar something is, the less funny it is to me most of the time too, because it just starts to feel like try hard to me. It's like the stand-up comedians where their biggest laugh is whenever they say curse words. Sure. And that annoys me. And for some reason, that's a thing with people that people find funny. And uh, so, I don't know. At some point, like halfway through the movie, it started to wear out on me a little bit. Um, And then everything kind of after that. The Alec Baldwin stuff I thought was funny. Oh, the Um, Film Actors Guild? Of course. (laughs) Yeah, everything with that is great. Everything with the Film Actors Guild I enjoyed a lot. Matt um, Damon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. So no, yeah, I, I I would say I ultimately I would say I mostly like the movie. I probably okay. won't watch it again. But um uh, that that's that's one of my favorite comedies. That's one I rewatch pretty often. Which is and I, I can understand it. Like I get oh, it. Yeah. I've heard it enough my, from enough people where I get it. But like I don't know. I don't know. My favorite me, uh, I watch the other guys and every scene is the funniest thing I've ever seen every time. And it's not, yeah. it just doesn't translate sometimes with some of sure. these movies. I've never been a fan of like adult animation or, and this is to me that this is, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. an adult animated movie. I mean, it's oh, puppets, yeah, yeah. but that's what it is. And it's the same no. type of humor. And, and that just traditionally isn't that funny to me. Scenes are funny. Like when, like if you show me clips of stuff, that'll be funny. But when I watch yeah. like the whole movie, it's not, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. It just it doesn't stay funny to me. This type of stuff. Uh, I love it. My favorite scene is when uh, you know they show Gary like the the headquarters and everything like that. They they give him the tour and everything like and spots blitz like so that's pretty much what we're all about here. If you're not into saving the world, then there's a door. And he just goes, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just walks right out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. I did like uh, that. Mm-hmm. Nah, I love that. It was funny. funny, but I, I get it. I get it. But uh, yeah, again, like like if people quote things or show clips, like that's funnier to me than when I'm sitting there watching the whole movie. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't explain it. I respect the hell out of it, though, man. That is a that's heck of great. a movie making thing. But yeah, I, you like, know, we'll, I feel the we'll same way with South again. Park. I feel the same way with Family Guy. I it's like I, I respect the hell out of South Park. It's not something I watch. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I definitely feel that way. But about when Family people Guy. talk about it or when clips come up, like I get it. Like, like I think it's funny. But yeah. watching like the show is, I just don't, just isn't my thing. Yeah, you've always been like that. But uh, but I respect it. Uh, I watched Bullet finally, the Steve McQueen. Oh sure, Bullet, yeah, which is great. That's an awesome yeah. movie, incredible. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's some of the best car chases ever. Oh yeah, like, that's just great. And uh, I watched the the Sylvester Stallone documentary. On Netflix, which is which is good, I enjoyed it. It's it's a Netflix documentary, so I mean it's not like crazy deep, but no. uh, but I enjoyed it. As someone who's a big Sylvester Stallone fan, I liked it. Um, and then I started watching the Death Wish series, which I hadn't watched <laughs> yet. So I've watched the first two, Death Wish and Death Wish Two, which are both great. Oh um, yeah, fantastic! Awesome. Charles Bl- Bronson killing bad guys just. Just for no reason. Half of it, it's like, well, in these two movies, there's still reasons, but apparently, but I know it gets more, and so yeah. um, I'm I'm ready for that. I'm gonna keep watching them, but uh, first two, oh, are they're great. all a good time. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's been fun. I've 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 gotten to see good good variety of movies, but 
Well, uh, you can talk about some of yours, and then we'll talk about Mission Impossible, because I think we need to talk about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to go through mine pretty quick, because I've seen a lot, but most of them are, you know, just, you know, don't need to say too much about it. Um, I think the first one I saw that I didn't talk about here was, speaking of uh, Gerard Butler and the Phantom of the Opera, I saw that plane movie. Uh, okay. I was one, yeah, I was one of the only people, and I actually liked it. It was It looked it was, interesting. It looked pretty good. It's surprisingly good. You expect it to be like just, oh, God, like nothing about it makes sense, everything. But they actually, it's one of those movies where they actually put more thought and effort to it than it needed to. And um, actually avoided some nice tropes that I thought for sure they were just going to double down on. But but no, they actually, you know, gave it some seriousness. And uh, I mean, there's one over the, the way the main bad guy dies is very much over the top. But uh, but no, it's, it's a solid movie. And I, I, I always love Gerard Butler. So, yeah, I do I like care. him, too. Yeah. Another movie I saw was uh, an older movie from the 90s uh, with Daniel Day-Lewis called In the Name of the Father. Okay. You ever heard of it? Uh, really, I don't think really, so. Really good movie. Um, like, should have won the Oscar that year. Uh, it's based on a true story. These uh, Irish uh, citizens went to London and during the whole height of the IRA bombings. Um, this pub got bombed like a night before. And basically Daniel Day-Lewis, his friend, and then uh, three other people were falsely accused arrested basically tortured for a week by the freaking british you know mi6 and stuff and basically coerced into confessing to the crime they didn't commit and uh sent to prison for years and, and daniel day lewis's father was actually sent to prison for him because he came to london to try and help get him out and you know they just implicated him too but um so it's basically about him in jail with his father trying to you know keep his spirits up and then um the true story about how eventually his case was overturned and really powerful good film and obviously daniel day lewis is incredible in it so yeah i hate movies like that yeah i i figure it's probably not one for you but um, i hate false accused movies oh it's so frustrating but uh, i hate it so much it makes me so mad yeah it's it's so infuriating especially the fact that it's based on true story and uh but uh if you can suffer through it it's a really good movie sure but um a great story too and then uh, after that, I was uh, I've always been into uh, Australian films, especially like Australian uh, crime dramas. They, Interesting. They they really just hit differently because like Australia has its own you know gain underworld, and obviously like people there are just so tough, and you've got like the outback. But uh, so I've always found that like crime movies or TV shows based off of Australia always like hit differently. So I did like a double feature. Uh, one I watched was called The Rover. It came out couple years ago with a uh, guy pierce and robert pattinson i do like guy pierce guy pierce is awesome robert pattinson is really good this was like one of his first roles after twilight and um he basically plays like a mentally retarded guy who his brother is a criminal and a gang of criminals and he's you know kind of along with him for the ride but obviously he's he has like no capacity to think for himself and um he kind of ends up getting teamed up with a uh, guy pierce who's on like a revenge uh, path. It's very much like John Wick, but dark is set in like a post-apocalyptic Australia, you know, kind of like they don't really say what all happened, but it's like society is pretty much just, you know, crumbled. Uh, it is one of the most depressing films I've ever seen. It Can I is... just watch Mad Max instead? I feel like that's yeah, the yeah, same thing, uh, but better. It, it is. Um, obviously, the acting in this is better, but um, yeah, I it's... beg to differ. Uh, some of the acting, maybe. Uh but uh, now it's it, like it's good, but oh my god, it is it is like slit your wrist afterward? See, that's so, uh, the problem. That I, I hate movies like that. Also, 
Oh, sure. Yeah, that, I mean, that's understandable. Again, now. that's every Robert Pattinson movie after Twilight. A lot of them. I mean, <laughs> in his in his search to, to distance himself from Twilight, he did a lot of kind of artsy hipster movies, and a lot of them are pretty dark and, like, uh, not not very happy. Is, but, it, um, uh, is it more depressing than the... Um, Good Time? Yeah, then what, I forgot the name of the, the director, Brothers. The Safety Brothers, yeah. Is it, is it more uh, depressing than the Safety movies? Yeah, probably. Good gosh, yeah, I'm never watching that. Oh, yeah, no, I, I definitely... <laughs> it's not anyone I would recommend this to other than, like, Jay from, like, Red Letter Media, probably. Um, but, uh, and then the other Australian movie that I watched that I liked a lot more was called uh, Son of a Gun. It came out not too long ago with uh, Ewan McGregor and the guy who plays Dick Grayson in Titans, I think Brendan Thwaites. Okay. Um, but that one was actually really good. It's like a more mainstream kind of just simple kind of gangster kind of heist flick. Uh, uh, Hugh McGregor is a big time gangster who's in prison. The young guy, Brennan Thwaites, gets in prison, but kind of, you know, is immediately like, you know, at risk of getting jumped and, you know, stuff. And so he kind of is Hugh McGregor better than he is in Birds of Prey. I, I never saw Birds of Prey, so I can't speak. But uh, yes, he is, he is. I did see that, unfortunately. Uh, so I, no, I without even saying seeing it, I know for a fact he's he's better because he's actually like. Is he better than he is in Doctor Sleep? Oh, Doctor Sleep's good. That's a good. It movie. is no, yeah. So I mean, he's maybe not quite as good because the role probably isn't sure, as. Sure. But he's good. No, he's like yeah. he's actually really good. No, um, Ewan McGregor's great. I no, I love him um, as an actor, but uh, no, it's a, it's a good movie, and I like the ending. It's it's not. This is one I would definitely recommend. It's a lot more like accessible and. I will of, say when you say because what was the name of the movie again? Son of a Gun. Yeah, I, that as soon as you say that title, I immediately think it's like a 1966 spaghetti western. Oh sure. And I would really wish it was. Yeah, no, it, it's good though. <laughs> you, you still like it though. Um, sure, sure. It's worth watching. Um, okay. So I like that one a lot. Uh, other than that, I saw another movie. Uh, I think it's on Hulu. I think it premiered on Hulu called Watcher. It's more of an indie movie, kind of a horror thriller. It's about this young couple. The um, the girl, you know, obviously leaves with the husband because he gets a job in like Bulgaria or Romania. It's um, already a red flag. Yeah, but it's like you know he like I think his family is from there, so he knows and speaks the language. Oh, okay. But she's like she's completely you know like she has to stay in their apartment all day trying to figure out ways to keep herself occupied, kind of like Rear Window in a little bit of ways. But uh, uh-huh. basically there's this apartment across from her and there's this guy in this window who's like always watching her. And at the same time in the city that they live in, there were all these like serial killer murders going on. And she thinks that the guy who's always creeping on her is maybe a serial killer, but it's kind of like no one really believes her because she doesn't really have anything to go off of other than just seeing this guy in the window. But, um, it was actually pretty good. Um, pretty solid. The ending's pretty crazy. Uh, and definitely, like, it's not, like, one of those annoying where the movie is just all in her head and it's, like, there really yeah. never was a killer. Now, the ending is, like, oh, okay, that's that's an actual payoff. Okay, good. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, I would recommend that one. Uh, not too bad. Um, we already talked about Extraction 2. Yeah. That, that wasn't too bad. I liked it yeah. more than the first one. I think I liked the first one a little more still. It was a little bit oh, okay. less convoluted. I didn't like the kid, but it was a little bit less convoluted to me. That was really what did it for me was no kid, which is um, fair, which is totally, the, totally fair. Although the kid in the second movie is oh so annoying, especially yeah. when he gets everyone killed. And so uh, that, I yeah. hate the, 
the third act. Yes. I'm like, do we really need to save the kid? No, we don't. <laughs> no, but um, but I'll watch another one if they make another one. Um, uh, another movie I watched or kind of watched. The only reason I did watch it was because my uh, favorite YouTube commentary guys did a watch along. Was a uh, Showgirls. And, oh, oh my, my god. gosh! Why? I mean, the, the movie commentary is one of the hardest I've ever laughed ever just because of, <laughs> and obviously, I mean, prime Gina Kershawn alone almost makes it worth it because my yeah, God, she's beautiful. Fair. But, uh, that's it's, fair. it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I even see it fully as, as one shit, but thank God, because it, there's so much nudity where you actually get turned off at a certain point where like, yeah. I don't want to see any more breasts. It's like, I, and that's something I never thought I would say, but I'm like, I don't want to see any more boobs or butts I ever again. I understand how doctors feel now. Oh God. Yeah. And, and these are at least, you know, attractive people, right. but, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest bath, you know, movies I, I can't understand. And obviously everyone's talked great lengths about it, but, um, yeah, never, ne- not going to rewatch that one ever again. Yeah. That's, uh, that's more than fair. Uh, another movie I saw was uh, I'd always been meaning to. It came out a couple of years ago. It's with Tom Hardy and James Gandolfini called The Drop. Okay. You ever heard of it? I uh, don't it was, think so. It was like a smaller kind of uh, mob movie set in Brooklyn. Uh, it's got, yeah, Gandolfini, um, Tom Hardy, and then uh, Numi Rapace. And uh, it's really good. Rest I actually, in peace to Gandolfini. Yeah, God. Because um, I was, I never really watched The Sopranos, so I never yeah, really saw it a whole lot. But, um, Watching this, you're like, okay, yeah, I see why he was so revered and, and highly regarded because um, he's really good. But Tom Hardy's really good. This is one of his really good kind of earlier roles before he kind of just mumbles in all of his movies now. But um, actually, a really good movie. I, I would actually recommend that. Um, don't want to give too much away, but yeah. it's a solid kind of a slow burn type of crime mob movie. But uh, I liked it. Nice. Uh, then we already talked about Sound of Freedom. That was actually really good. Yep. Um, definitely recommend that if you can if you can handle it. Uh, I saw another movie with Tom Hardy that I've been meaning to for a while because the story is really interesting. It's called uh, Child 44. It's about um, like the Soviet Union. Basically, there was a serial killer within the Soviet Union back in the, I want to say maybe like 50s, right after the war. And uh, obviously, because it was the Soviet Union, they didn't want to make it known to the public because the whole point of the Soviet Union was that it was paradise and everything was running smoothly and there was nothing wrong. But um, obviously there are like all these children that go missing and Tom Hardy and also Nimi Rapace, uh, ironically enough, are um, like exiled because he, he pisses off the party and so he kind of stumbles onto the, the murders. But my God, even though that sounds really interesting, the movie is so boring and terrible. <laughs> and I don't know how because it's got them, it's got... Joel Kinnaman, Gary Oldman, like this great cast. Yeah, it's good cast. And um, and high budget because like it looks like the Soviet Union, all the costuming and stuff. But God, he just the the, the I mean, Razor Fist said he's like in a like a, a murder mystery investigative story. The investigation itself has to be as interesting as to reveal who it is. Yeah. And and for whatever reason, this movie like only a little bit is even about like it feels like they find out who the killer is pretty early. And like it's just a matter of oh we just got to find him and oh it's just it's bad. They should have watched Columbo. No, seriously, absolutely. That's they, the they masterpiece absolutely... of all masterpieces when it comes to that. Or or read some you know Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Like good God, I don't I don't know what happened. Well, well, yeah, but even like that, you usually don't know what the ending is. But Columbo, sure. it's like nope. Here's the crime. Exactly how it happens. Exactly who it is. 
and it's the whole process. The whole episode yeah. is the process, and it's it's just brilliant writing. Yeah, yeah. No, this this was not this. It's a shame because it's such a rich setting and idea, yeah. and I don't I don't know what happened. It's it's bad. That's the way I feel about Public Enemies. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Michael like Mann movies, yeah, um, for sure. Which is just a miss. Shouldn't have, it, it, it for no reason. Like everything about that that movie should be amazing. Yeah, freaking God, John Dellinger, the twenties mob. Uh, uh, Christian Bale, Johnny Depp, Michael Mann, like it should be amazing, and that movie is terrible. Yeah, that was, that was you know, I forgot. Yeah, you know, when you talk about my, Miami Vice, I should have thought of that one. Oof, mm-hmm. yeah, yep, I messed up. Yeah, uh, so it is a so, shame when that happens. Yeah, definitely. So, in addition to that, I saw a movie that I don't think anyone else saw. It's uh, I think the last uh, Guy Ritchie movie to come out, other than The Covenant, which I also saw. It's called Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre. Yeah, I've, I don't know this movie. It, it flopped big time, which is really sad because uh, it's actually a really fun movie. I like I like Guy Ritchie movies most Me too. of them. I, I especially like because people only tend to like his like gangster flicks. And, yeah, but actually I like most of his movies. But um, this one it was was fun. It has a uh, Jason Statham, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, Carrie Elways, and then um, uh, it has freaking a uh, um. Uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Josh Hartnett, who is having a comeback, which I love because I always like Josh Hartnett um, as an actor. So it's great to see him back. Um, who also apparently is being rumored to play Two Face in Batman with four. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah, he's having a comeback um, with Oppenheimer and this. But um, like this one, they're basically trying to go after an arms dealer who's a uh, Hugh Grant, which is great, of course. Um, Hugh Grant's great and, in everything. Uh, Oh, he and he's awesome. Uh, you know, just as great in this, and like so, he's a uh, this big time arms dealer who's like not trying to be subtle. He's like a huge public figure, but he's like obsessed with like this movie star, who's um who's Josh Hartnett. And so basically, they recruit Josh Hartnett, who's just a movie star, to kind of infiltrate their actual spy mission. Oh, so um, like Team America. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's it's kind of weird the way it, like some of the execution is, but like it's. I, I don't know, just that way that Guy Ritchie kind of does it. We're like, okay, not how I would have done it, but interesting. But um, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with it. So if you're looking for just a fun movie to kind of kill some time, it's definitely one of those. Okay. Yeah, I do like Guy Ritchie, but I think the last one I've seen is still The Gentleman. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not as good as that, but um, but no, it's still fun. Gentleman is great. To be I honest, that might be my favorite Guy Ritchie movie. I was thinking about that the other day. I, I'm it torn between be. that and Rock and Roller. See, which I still haven't seen yet. It's good. Most I know. People don't like I know it. you like it a lot. I still haven't I like seen it a it. lot. Um, but yeah, uh, the other movie I saw was a movie came out two or three years ago called Cop Shop. Um, okay. Has uh, Gerard Butler, Frank Grillo. Uh, wanted to really like it because it's a cool premise. You like it's Frank like, Grillo? Oh, he's awesome. Um, and it should have been really cool because it's uh, Frank Grillo is kind of like a two-time gangster kind of you know skis who uh, get stuck in jail and uh, Gerard Butler is a hitman who's trying to kill him and gets uh, locked up in jail as a way to get to Frank Grillo. Yeah. Um, and so kind of like a, a, a soul, a precinct 13 kind of movie, but um, just, yeah, not good. The director is a Joe Carnahan. I've yet to really like, I only like one movie from him. He did the gray with Lee Mason. Did you ever see that? I, I didn't. I heard it's a bunch good. of mixed it's... things and then I just kind of missed it. 
I like it. It's, it's not a feel-good movie, but I like it a lot. But every other movie from him I've yet to like, um, and this one's no different. It just it really goes off the rails. Gerard Butler's good, as always, and Frank Grillo's cool. But like the main chick is, of course, this like badass black cop, and it's just, I don't know. It's trying way too hard to be like a Tarantino movie, just oh, not good. Yeah. That That's a big no. Yep, yep. So, no, skip this one. Even I saw it on Tarantino Peacock. Tarantino should stop. Like, sometimes he shouldn't make a Tarantino movie. Oh, God, yes. I'm <laughs> by no means the biggest Tarantino fan. For being perfectly honest, there are some examples where it's like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't make a Tarantino movie here. <laughs> oh, no. He gets up his ass big time in a lot of his movies. Uh, um, some that's of his all movies are just other movies. Yeah. No, Hateful Eight is just Tarantino bad, movie doing man. Tarantino. It's the great silence, but shit. Yeah. No, it's, it's one of the most pretentious movies I've ever seen. And I wanted to like it because of Kurt Russell. Oh, the the cast. The, the Kurt music, Russell the... is great in that movie. Absolutely. And uh, once he I dies, love... I am out. I don't oh, give yeah. a crap anymore. Yeah, it, it goes off the rails big time. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, in addition to that, I saw another movie called Seven Days in, in Tambe, uh, based on the real story of the Israeli uh, airplane that got hijacked by terrorists and taken to uh, Africa. Um and basically, the, the Israeli government sent in the commandos to go get them in this crazy siege. Um, great story. Not a good movie, unfortunately. They yeah. really kind of sugarcoat it um, and like just kind of don't have any spine when it comes to showing what really happened, yeah. which is always sad. Um, really chickened out, but could have been really good. Uh, like I mentioned, the other Guy Ritchie movie I saw was The Covenant with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, how was that? Not bad. Not great. Because it was bad. interesting. I was like, ah, oh, war movie, uh, Guy Ritchie. And then I just didn't watch it. Yeah, it's, it's a great story. It's based on a true story about, you know, the last days of Afghanistan and all the poor interpreters, uh, many of which we just left to die and be tortured. And it's a really cool story about this interpreter who saves like Jake Gyllenhaal's life. Like, I mean, drags him across the mountains of Afghanistan and, and like, you know, kind of this, you know, great story of, you know, sacrifice and so then, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal is trying to um, find out how to go back and get him and his family out of there before they're killed by the, the Taliban. And uh, it's, it's a good movie. Tell there's not a whole lot of budget. Um, as a veteran, a lot of the, the practical procedure stuff is is like, that's not how that would have gone, of course. You know, yeah. they kind of... Um, but I, I feel that way about The Hurt Locker, whereas like The Hurt Locker is a great film. The yeah. way they portray the army is terrible, So, yeah. but I can swallow it. But um, but no, it's it's a it's a good movie worth watching. Um, yeah, again, it's just very low budget, but um, I enjoyed it. Fair, fair enough. Uh, and then uh, besides Mission Possible, real quick, I saw another movie, uh, Master Gardener, came out like two years ago with a uh, Joe Egerton, who I really like. I think it's I a really like underrated Egerton, actor. Yeah. He's yeah, this great one in the is king. A, oh, he's great in just about everything. I yeah, see him in. agreed. Um, but uh, yeah, this one's not as good. It was written by the guy who wrote. Taxi Driver. I think William Schaefer is his name. Uh, it's bad. It's a. It, it's just really bad film. It's about this gardener who used to be a neo-Nazi and you know he turned witness and basically this young black girl is brought onto the place where he works as a gardener and they fall in love and it's it's really bad. Mm. Uh, don't quite know what it was about, so yeah. avoid that one at all costs. Um, another movie I saw just came out on Netflix not too long ago called. Reptile with uh, Benicio Del Toro and um, Justin Timberlake and a couple people. Hmm. Uh, like a murder mystery. Not bad. Kind of like trying to be a true detective kind of thing. 
Uh, Benicio del Toro is really good. Um, yeah, he's usually good. Yeah, I, I always like him. But uh, I rewatched I think... Sicario for the first time in oh, God. years, and that's one that I, I, I feel the same way. I don't love it. I love it. It. I don't. I don't know what it is. Something about the movie where I'm just. It ends, and I'm like, mm, eh. Oh, well, I, I still love it. It's still my favorite um, movie, but um, it's no, well this done. one. Oh, God, yeah. But this one's nowhere near as good. Uh, it's not bad for like your typical Netflix kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll keep you entertained. It's way too long, a little bit too much going on, but um, not bad. Uh, I think he helped write it, too. So that's kind of interesting. interesting. Uh, I finally saw the two Hellboy movies. Uh, see, I still haven't watched them. I don't love them. Okay, um, I know a lot of people do. Everyone likes him. Yeah, everyone does. Granted, I'm not the biggest Del Toro fan to begin with. See, so I'm not either. So like that might everyone, be a big everyone reason. loves Blade Two the best yes. because of Guillermo Del Toro, and right. I, I think Blade Two is good. Yeah, but Blade One is way better to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. So right. I, I feel like we'd probably be the same about these movies. Where, like Hellboy looks great. Obviously, all the the creature designs are great. Uh, it's just the stories aren't that good, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they're kind of just like, okay. I, I feel like there's some interesting concepts, obviously designs and set uh, you know, production is great. But uh, yeah, I just uh, never loved the stories or characters, really. Yeah, that's too so bad. Not for, yeah, not for me. Granted, I hear it's much better than the other version that came out with David Harbour, but that's that is not so much. Yeah. Although I do love uh, Neil Marshall, but that wasn't his fault. Fair. Uh, another movie, a recent movie I saw was called, uh, Sisu. Yeah. Have I you heard, heard about that one? too. I heard mixed things about that. Yeah. Uh, I heard I a lot of people praise it and it seems like it goes into the thing of it wasn't bad. So it was amazing. Yes. Um, I'm very much, I can very much understand that cause I did not like this movie at all. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 again, that's one of those where initially all I heard was this movie's amazing. It's just action. It's there's none of the other mm-hmm. stuff. It's just straightforward. And then the more then from other people, I heard, yeah, but it's not good. So you might like it because it's it's very much over the top action, kind of like what we were talking about with the movies from the eighties and stuff, like or punishing for us. Is it is it tongue in cheek like that? I don't think so. That's the problem, the problem. Is, is if you want, if you make a movie that over the top too seriously, it's stupid. So that's the problem. Yeah, and I, there's a I fi- and again, it's one of those things like for me in comedy sometimes where it's hard to explain, but there's a fine line there, and some yeah. work, and some don't. I, I think that's what it is because it ends with like you know the bad guy these Nazis. This this old uh, guy in Finland who finds a bunch of gold right before the Nazis pull out. And uh, basically, they're trying to kill him for his gold. Um, and he's like a secret badass. It's basically like kind of like John Wick. You know, he's yeah. he's invincible. But the worst part about it is that the the Nazis are the dumbest idiots you will ever yeah. see in a movie. Where it's like they have a tank, they have like two dozen guys, they have machine guns, vehicles, and this guy is literally just on foot with no like a knife, and they can't kill him. And they keep yeah. coming into situations where they're like. Send one guy. We can't see anything. Oh, send another guy. We can't see anything that's going on and like stuff like that. And yeah, like the, the, the guy, the hero never says a word, which is fine. But, um, 
yeah, that's part of it. Because like the movie ends with like the the main villain being strapped to a bomb and and thrown out of a plane. So you're like, okay, that's over the top and cheesy. But none of there's no other like charm or type of like yeah heart or some type of you know uh, term or like endearment for the rest of the movie to kind of be like, okay, I can forgive, I can understand why all the the cheesy and over the top stuff works. There's, there's none of that. Yeah, yeah. So I did not, I did not like it. But luckily, fair. it's short. Yeah, which is fair too. Yeah, uh, another movie I finally saw I've been meaning to for years is a uh, Quigley Down Under with a uh, Tom Selleck. I I have heard of that. I think. Yeah, it's a western set in Australia. I think uh, it came out in the eighties. I, I always love Tom Selleck. So I do I like Tom forward. Selleck. Uh, he's the man. I was I was always a Magnum PI fan, but um, he's great. Uh, uh, Alan Rickman, rest in peace, is a bad guy, and of course, is great as a bad guy. Well, um, yeah, of course, and water's wet. Of course, yeah, exactly. You know, a hot take, but um, <laughs> no, it's, it's a it's a good solid western. It's a little bit more serious at times than you would expect because it has to do with like you know the Aboriginal tribe people who um are being like slaughtered by like Alan Rickman. So there are times where you see like families getting wiped out, and you're like, oh, this is a little more serious than I thought it'd be. But it's still good, good classic western. You know, fun adventure film. So I recommend it. Nice. And then finally, the last couple of movies I saw is uh, The Bounty uh, with um, uh, Mel Gibson, Anthony Hopkins, Daniel Day-Lewis, Liam Neeson, based on a true story. Um, kind of one of those examples of like great story doesn't make for a great movie. Yeah. Uh, obviously, with a cast like that, you know, the acting is great. But um, yeah, it's like the real story is like this uh, English uh, naval ship that was going on a mission. Basically, the whole crew mutiny. Uh, Mutiny uh, nizes uh, Anthony Hopkins, who's the captain, and uh, they just kind of go off and uh, go back to Tahiti with the the natives and uh, Anthony Hopkins and the men he's um, mutinied with. Finally, make it back to England, and that's pretty much the end of the story. It's like the the people who went off, like Mel Gibson, is like the first mate who goes off and takes the rest of the crew with the ship, and they go off to an island and they're never heard from again. And then um, Anthony Hopkins is like a quit of a wrongful doing in the in the charges leading up to the mutiny. So it's kind of like, OK, like I, I, I obviously that's what happened in real life. And I give them credit for sticking to it. But like you don't really have a climax because of it. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, maybe worth watching just for the history and acting. But yeah, not not, not anything too great. Um, and I saw a movie I've been meaning to watch for years uh, called Out of the Furnace with Christian Bale. Uh, I think I've heard of that. It sounds familiar. Yeah, it came out like 2010, 11. Um, Woody Harrelson's a bad guy. Casey Affleck is his brother. Uh, again, a very downer movie. Not very uh, feel good. It's, you know, like poor Pennsylvania mining country. And, you know, Christian Bale accidentally gets drunk and kills a family and gets sent to prison, gets out of prison. And then his brother is like a veteran who needs work. So he's like in his fighting rings and eventually pisses off Woody Harrelson. Um, yeah, it's, it's not great. Um, I, I didn't really care for it. It's got a great cast, but it, it's, it's pretty, pretty dour. Yeah. Yeah. That is a shame. Yeah. And then the last movie I saw, which is a movie yeah. I have been looking forward to for a while now, uh, just came out on Netflix. Uh, David Fincher's new movie, the killer. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's I love it. Um, I know a lot of people don't, but uh, to me, it's this classic venture. Uh, I love seeing Michael Fassbender again because he kind of stepped away for a couple of years from acting. Um, and this is like the perfect role. This is they both work well together. It's based on the French um, Bond Destiny. Yeah. Um, 
that a lot of people don't know, but it's really cool. I love anything having to do with like Hitman. Uh, and just the way the movie plays out, like it's, it's really cool, great kind of streamlined story, uh, in and out, very sleek, obviously, because Fincher, great soundtrack. Um, one of the best fight scenes I've seen in a long time, uh, almost makes the movie worth it just alone for that. But, um, I, I really like it. I'd be curious to see what you think of it. Um, it does kind of upset me that I see people being like, this movie is boring. I'm like, okay, like we're at the point now where the Marvels is fine because it's fun. But a movie like this that God forbid has a little bit of buildup is boring. It's like, yeah, oh. but uh, I really liked it. Yeah. <clears throat> that was one that I was interested in. Um, I, I, I just, I haven't watched yet. <clears throat> I don't know. The premise of it to me was kind of like eh. anything where it's like, Oh, they did some wrong and now they're being chased by their same company. It's like that. It gets annoying to me. It's like, again, it's the same thing with the falsely accused type of thing. It's in the same vein, which so, yeah, kind of, an, I, I it just it. kind of annoys me. So I heard that was the premise and it was kind of like, eh, that's it, it, kind of that. annoying, but I like Fincher movies for the most part. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely see it. Yeah, is is I mean, it's like that. He does a job in the beginning, it goes wrong. Uh, basically, yeah, his employer tries to kill him, but yeah. it doesn't go well. And then, um, but that happens like in the first like fifteen minutes. And so then, when he finds out that they try to kill him, the rest of the movie is him basically finding all the people responsible and taking them out. So it's not really like him being chased. It has, has okay. To... No, that sounds way better. Okay, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So um, it's it's good. I like it. Um, it doesn't have much of like a climax like the final the big boss there's a little bit of subversion well, there but david I, fincher yeah but i actually i actually think the subversion at the end works a little bit but i can understand some people being like ah, i would have liked a little bit more of like you know a big finale but uh i liked it yeah i mean i i would think fincher's tended at least over the past couple decades to me his movies have kind of tended to go that direction more than not Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, not like a big shootout at the end type of, I mean, you look at like something like Zodiac. Yeah. I mean, obviously like seven of course has a giant climax, but for the of most course. part, he yeah. don't really have big climaxes. Yeah. That's, that's really well, not even, I mean, fight club maybe, but really that's like just, uh, yeah, twist. I would say fight club does. I would say it goes into that category, but again, that was like, what is second movie? Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, nothing really since. Since then, I mean, most of them, not really. Zodiac, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, none of these really have social like network. big, yeah, social network. None of them have like really big climaxes. Yeah, so if you're if you're used to that, maybe uh, it won't be as like jarring because, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't mind it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I it's definitely one that I'll see. The other thing that makes me a little hesitant is just that it's a Netflix movie because it's like, oh, there's like one star because it's a Netflix movie and that's the way they make them. All the yeah, money goes uh, to one star and then everyone else is nobodies and don't well, really the, matter. The other recognizable actors are only in like one it's, scene, like Til- yeah, Tilda, Tilda Swinton shows up. And then uh, the guy from uh, Top Gun Maverick, uh, Cyclone, the old black guy. No, he's Cyclone in is... Um, oh, yeah, I'm Hand. sorry. You're I don't right, remember who the other guy was, but the other guy. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah so yeah, like um, it's very not, It's not really an ensemble cast by yeah. any means. but um, Of course but not, not, it's like, Netflix. No, but it doesn't feel cheap like most Netflix movies. Though. Okay. No. Well, I mean, I would hope not with it being Fincher. I was like, yeah, if yeah, anyone exactly. could, you know, not have it feel like that, it'd be someone like that. So. Yeah, totally. That's good. But I know you're huge Fincher. You're a huge Fincher mark. So. 
Yeah, and like it was good because his last movie I didn't like because that was the Mank movie. Um, and this feels so much more like return to form for him. I mean, it's like he anything having to deal with psychopaths, he excels. That's your yeah, yes, agreed. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, yep, that's, that's definitely one I'll see. Nice. All right, the uh, the the last movie that um I wanted to talk about together is uh the the, the latest Mission Impossible movie. Came out in July, and uh, we both saw it. <clears throat> we talked about it a little bit before we recorded. This is it is one of the most disappointing movies I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not quite as disappointing for me, just because I, I don't know. Maybe um, I, I've, I've had too many more that disappoint me way more, but it's it's. Usually for the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's pretty close. I, I was very excited about this. Oh, sure. And, um, part of it also happens to be, I haven't been excited about a movie in a, in a, in a long time. I mean, it, there's very rare excitements for movies for me yeah, uh, over the last there. several years. And this was one of the few that was, because you can't go wrong with it. I, I mean, mean, coming off of Top Gun, you know, you're coming off of Mission Impossible Fallout. Well, you're coming off against. I mean, if we want to go back 15 years or you know, uh, 10 years, you're coming off Ghost Protocol. Yeah, three Rogue uh, Nation three movie and Fallout, hot streak. all yeah. amazing Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, you're coming off of Top Gun Maverick from from Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie. Incredible. One yeah. of my favorite movies, maybe ever, like the biggest movie of that year. Yeah. I mean, just huge, amazing. And then, so I'm super pumped for this, and and this is one of those where it's like I I can let myself get pumped for this because there's no way it's not good, which is similar to how I used to feel about the John Wick series. Um, yeah. like it's just so simple. Like this is gonna be awesome action. We saw all the trailers. We saw the freaking bicycle off the cliff stunt like all this yeah. stuff it's like oh my gosh like i'm in like 100 in like this is gonna be awesome i bought tickets ahead of time yeah. we drove two hours into denver to see it in yeah. a dolby cinema screen like oh, i did gosh. like i did the year before with top gun Ma uh top gun maverick went out of my way i saw that movie at like and same with this one saw it at like 10 30 p.m oh, wow. two hours away so I could see it in a bigger, you know, a bigger movie theater. I'm not a big oh, IMAX no. fan in general. I like the Dolby movies better than IMAX in general. Um, yeah, those are good. Because uh, it's also big screen, but the sound's better. Um, yeah. So, again, and and seeing that, dude, seeing Top Gun Maverick in a Dolby theater was one of the greatest theater experiences I've ever had in my life. Uh, I can't imagine. Um, Absolutely amazing. And so... I mean, I'm basically thinking that almost with this movie at this point. Sure. Um, and this movie w was not good. It's like, it's on the end of like fair to good. It's somewhere in there. Um, it's not awful. No, I didn't hate it. Again, and a lot of this comes more from the expectation level and of what we've yeah. had previously. Sure. Um, so so I guess you could say that that skews it, which is fair, but I also think it's also fair to skew it. Um, oh, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't understand this movie. Like, I don't get it. I really don't understand. They split it into two parts. It's already a problem. Yep. Movie like this should never, ever, ever be in two parts. It's too simple. These are two simple movies. You, you, that's already a red flag. Yeah. And it was two and a half. What was it? Like two hours and 40 minutes long. That yeah. was the red flag for me, too, where I was like, those are the two red flags I had going in already. Two-parter. That's not great. It's really long and a two-parter. Okay, that that's really doesn't really make any sense. And after seeing it, uh, no, it still doesn't make any sense. Um, no. This movie could have been an hour. It could have been an hour, 40 minutes. Easy hour cut out of this movie and would have been a million times better. Yeah. Um, but again, it's 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 watchable because the action is great. Of course. Like the action is great. The set pieces are great. The story Stunts. is awful. Yeah, and that, that's the that's probably the weirdest part for me because the, the, sorry, the story, oh. the pacing, the editing, and the dialogue yeah, are all terrible. Yeah. In this movie. Basically really the, everything that's not an action scene is awful. Yeah, I think one of the the because we were talking a little earlier before we started recording about um some stuff, and one of the problems with this film is that you have some scenes that just go on for way too long, and yep. not even not even some of the action scenes because it's like okay, maybe the 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 train scene at the end goes on a little bit too long, but sure. it's it's thrilling and it's exciting, so you yeah, can forgive it. That's a great scene. But I think one of the real scenes that kind of at first made me go, uh oh, was um. Because you talk about the editing, it's right after they show the quick desert storm yeah. shootout, and then it goes to the the office with all the heads of intelligence there. Yeah. That's that scene. I don't know why you needed it, and I don't know why you needed to frame it the way they did. Yeah, because the whole scene is like, oh, there's this guy in the room who's clearly evil and has this gas, you know, that he's gonna launch off, and then you find out that it's just Ethan. So you're like, okay. Did the scene need to be ten minutes long just to find out it's not one of the bad guys? Well, because it was the, guess... it was the it was another one of the many just explanation dumps of what the oh. bad thing is, which happens yeah. constantly. And you know what? If you're having to write an explanation dump for a plot, guess what? It's the wrong plot for a Mission Impossible movie. And that's what's so weird about being Christopher McQuarrie, because like, especially if you see him on Twitter and like, you know, you see his filmography, like he's very much one of the guys where like he's very. Um, he doesn't have a huge ego. He's very much yeah. like, I'm just a fundamental writing guy. Like he even says like dialogue is not the end all be all just make your movies like make sense and easy to follow. And it's like all of his movies pretty much have followed that. So you're like, Oh, this will be no different. But then you watch this movie and it's, I like, I couldn't even tell you when they got to the club scene and like, they're yeah. all face to face. I have no idea what they were really talking about. Nope. Me neither. Oh, like, and that's the weirdest part for this movie to get so wrong you're like guys like it did not need to be this way no it, it didn't um yeah i don't i don't know i honestly don't know what they were thinking i don't know if if covid had anything to do with it where it messed up the I'm writing sure schedule it or it, it, they had to, I, but but again normally you'd think it would be like less and like if something I mean, like that was the case yeah, not they, like, they had more time. Yeah, so it's really bizarre, and I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand it. Um, like what? Like what? An example of because we're gonna spoil a little bit here, but like one of the examples I think that showcases what's wrong with the movie is that um, that scene I was talking about earlier, the big expo exposition dump right after the desert scene. 
when they show the desert scene at first, they show what you think is Ilsa being shot and yeah. killed. And I was like, oh, crap, we're going to kill her in the beginning of the movie. That's yeah. that's ballsy. And then 10 minutes go by, all the exposition. Basically, that scene then reveals, you see like the flashback of what really happens. It's a fake out death. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, they faked her out of her death. Nothing wrong. Sure. I don't get why you would fake her out her death only for then 10 minutes later to then show she doesn't die because that's kind of stupid. Yeah. But then later on in the movie, they do kill her. And the problem with that is like, okay, you've already sucked me right. out once. Yeah. So now that you kill her, you, you take all the emotional weight out of it. You take all the emotional weight of it because the, the, the initial moments right after which should be like, oh my god, shocking, like grief for this character. I'm like, okay, when's the when's the shoe gonna drop? And like, yeah. I keep expecting when they got the train. I'm like, okay, she's gonna show up last minute. Oh, we have to make sure, blah blah blah. No one was in on it, but it's like, no, she's dead. So by the time you pass all the grieving part, a time allotted, you're just you then finally come to terms with, oh, she is actually dead. Oh, you just move on. Too much. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't get why they killed her. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan of that character. I didn't really like that they brought her back, to be perfectly honest, in Fallout. Um, I I don't love that character of Elsa, which is is one of the reasons why Rogue Nation to me is not as good as Ghost Protocol or Fallout. Right. Um, I don't dislike her necessarily, um, but I don't know why she's in it still, like of all the things. Um. Like my whole thing was okay, like you know the uh, three and four deals with the whole like he he tries to he tries to get married to Michelle Monaghan right right doesn't work because clearly you know you're trying to be the secret agent you know who's always in peril and stuff and you can't have a civilian wife who's going to be a liability it's like okay right so then when Elsa comes I'm like oh this actually makes sense for her to be the the chick that ends up with Ethan because sure. She's like a, a nomad. So I'm like, that's, right, the, that's whole the whole point, point of, of falling around. Yeah. So then you get rid of her. And it's like, but okay. So I guess, but now if you're trying to tell me that him and Haley Atwell end up together, I don't see that at all. Uh, yeah. That's another issue I have with the movie. Um, Haley Atwell's character has no business being in any part of this movie. Oh, and I like love, I love Haley. Me too. And no. she's good in the movie. But, oh yeah. No, she's fine. But the character doesn't need to be there. At any yeah. point, and then they make her this massive emotional part of the movie, yeah, with no setup, and, and that's part of like their wink or whatever is like the whole I thing guess. of like I don't, I'll save anyone, and you're just like, I mean, okay, but also, why? Like, yeah, I, I, all of a sudden we we're supposed to care more about her than everyone else on the team. Like she's right. like more important, and there's no reason why. She, she doesn't hold something. She's not a relative of something. Like, there's no... Th- she's not someone that he made, like, her husband get killed. So now he feels... Like, there's nothing. Yeah. There's no, no reason you're right. for that to be there. It's like... It's it's like with a lot of these... You know, it's a, it's a lot of... It's a big problem with a lot of the Marvel movies, a lot of stuff like that. You know, with the Zack Snyder movies where it's all these moments that are not earned. That they throw... Yeah. And it's like, oh, just because we make it... We write it that way, it's gonna work. It's like, no, you have to earn it. Yeah. Every other character in this room we've seen now like four movies with or more. Exactly. And we care and, about. And, and now and all of a sudden this person we've thrown in who has no part of this plot and has no thing at all other than she stole something off Ethan Ethan. 
now all of a sudden she's the emotional linchpin of this whole thing. It doesn't work. And I, again, and I love Haley Atwell and I think she does a good job and I like watching her in the action scenes. I think she does great. It makes no sense. Character writing thematically, it makes no, the character makes no sense. And the other thing that I really didn't like about this movie is they make Ethan like a buffoon. Yeah. Yeah, he's not great. In previous movies, and there's plenty of things where like something goes wrong and he's like flustered or whatever. But in this, it seems like every time something happens, it's like by accident. Yeah. Like like the big train scene at the end when he goes off the bike, parachutes, it's like not going well. And then she's about to get killed and all of a sudden he just blasts through the window accidentally and takes the guy out at the last second. It's like he didn't do that on purpose. That was just an accident. It was just like... Normally you'd see like him do something and like something going wrong and him like, Oh, I need to do that. And, and like, like it's him yeah. doing it, you know, like yeah, yeah. that element was missing. And then it just kind of made him look like a lucky kind of buffoon, which he's never been that ever. Yeah. I, I definitely kind of got, especially in the end, I definitely started to feel like, Oh, you know what? This, maybe this should really be the end for this character and this yeah. role for Tom Cruise. Cause especially you could, Man, you can definitely tell when like the wind was blowing and his hair wasn't done up, he looked old, like on the train and stuff. You yeah, that tell. doesn't bother me. That's fine. No, no, that is but, what it um, is. But, but yeah, it just it didn't seem like his character had as much agency and type of like control as as he normally yep. did. Especially when you would think it'd be a lot more like he'd be a lot more invested, given yeah. that the whole Gabriel guy has now killed two women that he loved. Okay, I'll we'll talk about that in just a second. Yeah, yeah, but but it's also so weird to introduce Haley Atwell as this like now member of the team when this is supposed to be like a finale, like part one of the finale where you're wrapping everything up. So why are you now introducing this new character who's going to be like the linchpin of the crew now? Yeah, um, which I also found funny. I'm like, okay, why did you kill Elsa? I'm sorry, this might be a little controversial. Just kill Luther. He doesn't do yeah. anything anymore. Yeah. And then literally, he goes. Ethan, I can't help you anymore. Yeah. I'm going to leave the movie now. It's like, just kill him. Like, Ving Rams can't yeah. do anything. He's, like, immobile. Yeah, like, I'm okay with it. Like, I know he's the only one left from the first movie other than Tom, but he doesn't do anything. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I love Luther, but I sure. agree. I totally agree. That would make more sense to me. Yeah. Um, it's like, that's all you need to do. Like, oh, he killed Luther. We need to go catch this guy. And then we care. Okay. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I no, I totally agree. Um, the other thing I want to mention, and I'm glad you mentioned because I completely forgot about it until you just mentioned that. Uh, let's talk about Gabriel. Yeah. The first half of the movie, I'm like, I'm I'm thinking as hard as I can. What what did I miss in this franchise? Yeah. Like when did when did this happen? Because there's all these flashbacks, and this is this big history of this character. It's the biggest villain and the biggest guy he hates, and is trying because he killed someone. I his first wife. I don't even remember. Yeah, I feel like they and, never even explained it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, was this? Because the only one I don't rewatch is three. So I'm like, no, I would do. Was this in three? No, he nope. got married to Julia in three. Like who? Then and then I and I realized I was like, this character is completely new. Yep. I was like, what? <laughs> And again, it goes back to the Haley Atwell thing. This is not earned. No. And they just write it in. And it's like, it's making all these mistakes that modern movies make that these haven't been making. And it's weird. And and am I crazy or did they never actually say what all happened in the flashback? I don't think they ever did. 
Not not to the point where like, oh, okay, I see. It was this type of mission. I this is why I, I have no idea. No, they just they never like really explained who the woman even was. Nope. Ah, yeah, that was. So, I Again, love that. Actor. This movie he's, he's great. could have had a full hour cut out of it. Yeah, they really should have in hindsight that, because so much of it with is... that should have been cut out. That whole Gabriel yeah. character should have been cut out. Everything with Haley Atwell should have been cut out. Everything with basically every exposition scene should have been cut and, out. And, and honestly, just cut out the whole AI. Just make it. It's about finding the Russian sub and this. Sure, it's got nuclear this, codes. Whatever. That's like, it. That's, that's fine. It. Right. We don't it need has more some, than that. This doesn't no. have to be this highbrow intellectual movie. No, the the AI. I no one under like. I feel it's, like everyone who loves this movie is is lying about how much they understand what is really at risk. It's I like, agree. Just no, it doesn't make any sense. No one, no one in real life even fully understands AI as a concept no. in terms of what all it can do. So especially with how poorly fleshed out in this movie it is. And they give it like a weird sound effect where it's like a monster. It's just not good. Nope. Totally agree. Which is a shame because again, all the set pieces are great. That that, the opening with the sub is awesome. Oh yeah. That's a great great opening. Um, And it looks great. The the, the chase with Haley Atwell in the airport. Yeah. Great scene. Awesome. Well shot. Interesting. The the Benji changing the mask things and changing the pink. Like all that's in, all that's great. The, yeah. Then him him defusing a nuclear bomb kind of out of nowhere is a little weird. Um, yeah, that was a little bit weird. I don't understand why that was there, to be perfectly honest. Um, I know either. I feel like to give him something to do and fine. make this seem more tense. Yeah, that, that was fine. I enjoyed that. The car chase with Haley out was awesome. That's incredible. Oh, oh um, God. You know what else should be cut from the movie? The fucking the, the government agent dudes. Oh, yeah. I forgot about what? them. What was that all about? Yeah, that was a complete waste also. Too too many characters, too much yep. stuff going on. Yeah. Like, God, just just make it simple. Like, I mean, yeah, they would have gotten grief if they just made it another, oh, nuclear weapons went missing on the sub. People were trying to get to them. It's like, oh, we did nuclear weapons in the last movie. It's like, who cares? Like, We've done nuclear weapons like 12 times. It's fine. I, seriously, that's like one of the main staples. Nuclear weapons virus or freaking you know something else it's like it's just it's it's just a means to tell an action story that's like it doesn't matter and yeah this movie focused on all like the nitty-gritty stuff that you don't need to spend so much time wasting yeah no and i agree but again like car chase great train sequence at the end is great other than the stupid parts but um yeah, of course the action part of it is great i thought yeah. the whole like train cars falling out as they're like jumping from one at the end i thought that was awesome it looked expensive yeah I thought that was, was great practical yeah. um like all that stuff is great and so it's, it's like it's one of those where i'm like torn where i'm like the action stuff is fun but there's so much sludge that you have to and, get through and, and what like, was that also defeats the purpose yeah what was also so shocking about this movie wasn't necessarily the movie itself but like you have all these smart people. You obviously Tom Cruise, Christopher McQuarrie. You're like, okay, these guys know what they're doing. Another part of the movie that I'm so surprised is that the release date was terrible. Like, what were you thinking releasing it right off the back of a Barbenheimer? And that's really why this movie flopped. No, it was before that. No, it was right after, I think. No, Barbenheimer was like August, September. No, it was either a week before or a week after. I thought Barbenheimer was like a month after. Oh, no, it was like it was literally same time. Well, then it was before. This was yeah, definitely I think it was, before. I think it was like the week before or two weeks before. 
Maybe. I think it was a week because yeah, this this movie bombed. Yeah. It was expensive. Yeah. And it's like guys, like I, and even though we were ragging on them, liked it. It's like it it would have made way more money if it had not been right before the two movies that everyone was wanting to see. One of you know one of. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're definitely right. I agree with that. So it's like, yeah, it's just surprising lack of, you know, awareness and, and, you know, forethought, especially with this crew. Yeah. And it's weird because it's like you have it. You've done it. You have the formula. Like you've got yeah. it right. So how do you? You're on yeah. a hot streak. It is weird. Yeah, it'd be one thing. It'd be one thing if it was like a new director and writer for this last movie. You're like, uh, OK, I, I was good with Christopher McQuarrie. Like, why do we need to change it? Like everything's going so well. But. There's really no excuse. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's if we'll find out something that something happened backstage with the years and with COVID and with something that somehow it has to be somehow some of that had a factor in it because because it because they've already changed it. I don't know if you've heard, but they've already delayed an. Oh yeah, they delayed they delayed it another year. They've changed the title. It's no longer part two. They're just like, oh, it's a really new movie yeah. Did you hear that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, so that's kind of awkward. How this is this movie is called Dead Reckoning Part One. And it doesn't and end. No, and then it's going to be like Mission Impossible, uh, Phantom Mission. <laughs> that's bizarre. So that that's also them kind of like taking the L and be like, okay, uh, that did not go as planned. Obviously, you know, the box office is nowhere near what they wanted. But um, but again, a lot of that can be explained with the, the release date. But I think it, I think they're smart enough to be like, yeah, even though our release date sucked. It still did not get the results that we wanted. Oh my gosh. I forgot about the Asian chick. Oh God. A mantis. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really like her. I thought she was okay. Except I mean, she's fine. She doesn't work as an action character. Cause she's like a midget. She's like 90 pounds. Not yeah. even. Yeah. Uh, that was a little you... rough. I don't know. People, uh, directors just love her for some reason. Like, and I like her too. I think she's good. She's great as Mantis. She was great as Mantis. And I think she's fine. Like as far as like playing the character wise, I just think physically she didn't quite work for the character, but I thought she was fine, but I just completely forgot about her to right now. I saw her on the poster. I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. I completely forgot. <laughs> well, and then she's alive at the end. You're like, okay, I guess she's going to be a good guy now. Like, Oh God, is she going to be part of the crew? Uh, yeah, there's so many characters in this movie. There's so much in this movie. It's too many, too many. Yeah, makes me just want to go watch Fallout. Yeah, or Ghost Ghost Protocol. Yep, which are I I I think those are the two best by a a, a couple heads. I I still love the first one. Me too. The first one's yeah. great. First one's great. Rogue Nation is still great. Um, oh, it's solid. Yeah. I I still like. Mission Impossible 2. I, I like it. I'm not going to argue. I know the movie's crap. I'm not oh, arguing yeah, that, but does. that movie is so over the top and unapologetically it is. John Woo. I enjoy the hell out of that movie. Um, 3 is just kind of bad. It, it's just the most forgettable it's movie like, ever. It's just like it's them overcorrecting from 2. That that's what yeah. three feels like. Yeah. It's them like, it's, okay, we can't be silly, we can't be over the top, we have to be dour, straight, and boring. And that's like what they did. We'll bring in Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, to give like real to this, and we'll make it like that. And it's like, nope, wrong. 
wrong. Well, the direct the directing is terrible. Obviously, well, it's, obviously, because it's J.J. Abrams. But it was also his first movie, and like he he uses every cheap trick in the book. So there's yeah. god awful shaky cam. There's yeah. god awful lens flare, and then there's the snap zooms, which never look good. Yeah, and it it just looks like crap. Like the action scenes, which should be the redeeming qualities, are usually the weakest parts in that movie. Like the yep. the the one factory shootout. Like you can't tell what the hell is going on. The only thing that I don't even remember half of the movie. No. And um, the only thing that I really remember is is the fact is uh, when he's running with like when they're blowing up the bridge. Yeah. And he's running from the bridge and he gets blown into a car that happened yeah. for real. And he broke his ribs. That's the only thing I remember from that movie. Yeah. And unfortunately, it looks like crap in a movie because it's all CGI. But uh, no, yeah, mm-hmm. he definitely did that. But ew, yeah, it's it's not good. Yeah, it's 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 not. Um so to me, that is definitely the lowest of all of them. I For think sure. I, I think I would still put this one above that. Yeah, but I'd put this do. one below two. I'd rather watch two than than this one. Yeah, because, again, the two hours of four, it slogs, man. I'm going to watch Tom Cruise free climb in Utah. Yeah, it's badass. I'm going to watch the mo- a motorcycle. Joust the motorcycle chase it's alone. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's uh, it, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it, it has the good elements in it, but it's filled with sludge. That's the problem with this movie. Like there's a really good movie in there. Yeah. But it's, it's like, like it, it, we needed, we need a director's cut that cuts half the movie. Like that's what we need. Yeah. With this. It, it just like, they got too ambitious, I guess, yeah. or yeah. They, yeah, they just tried to flex their muscles a little bit too much. And it's like, eh, careful, guys. Like, because you see, it doesn't matter how much on a hot streak you're on, you know, how much good graces you have with audiences, you can you can screw it up like that instantly. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad it flopped, to be honest. Like, I'm disappointed as far as, like, you know, the whole, like, we talked about it back before, where it's like, I'm not going to give a movie a pass just because it's the type of movie or whatever that I want yeah. made. And and so part of me is bummed because like this is the type of movie I want to succeed so that it is made. Yeah. But I'm also kind of glad it flopped because it wasn't good and it needed to be known and hopefully they are able to fix it. Yeah, no, these are all smart people that know what they're doing and they know how to make these movies. So hopefully this was just something of them being like, hey, we've done this. We've done this. We've done this and we're going to try this and it didn't work. And hopefully they are able to learn and the next one will be better. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I I think they're already if anyone could fix it, it's going to be this team. So exactly. Yeah. And I think the fact that we're already seeing them course correct. It's proof that they know that they they messed up. And, and Tom like, Cruise, you know, as big of an ego and whatever as people can say about Tom Cruise, like he's not someone who's going to be like, huh, well, no, this is how I'm going to do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to make no, it, you know, whatever. Not like, at we're all. not having a mummy too forced out because he's like, no, this is the type of movie I make. Exactly. I'm, this is the messaging I want out there. It's like he's not that like he no, knows he's not Vin Diesel. He might make something bad, but yeah. he's going to. It's going to then be like, all right, he goes off fans. He goes off the reaction. Yep. He goes off yep. the, the the box office. Absolutely. And he's not an idiot when it comes to that type of stuff. So, no, that, that's why that's why he's still around. Basically, right. is yeah, is he is he no matter again how powerful he becomes in real life or popular. He is one of the few actors who's like, look, I work for the audiences because yep. 
99% of actors today do not feel that way. Yep. Yep. So, you know, this is one of those where it's like, hey, guess what? I'm still going to look forward to the next one. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Maybe not as much as this one. Right. But I'm still going to look forward to it. You, and I you, have. You can still stick the landing. This isn't one where I'm like, oh, nope, I'm done. They lost no, me. I'm no. gone. It's like, no, they've made too many good things. Uh, there, there's no exactly. way. They, they deserve definitely another chance for sure. Like easily. So. And, and they were kind of in a tough spot of like, I mean, when your last movie is for many people, the best of the franchise, it's going to be tough to follow that up. Sure. Of course. Of course. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, I feel like that was worth talking about. So oh, I do too. Yeah. Cause I, a lot of people were just like, no, it was good. I'm like, oh, we okay. did the same. Hey, we did the same thing with John wick four in our last episode. Oof, yeah. Oh, that deserved which, apparently we talked about too. Apparently a five is happening now. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. This, that's one where I'm like, I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm going to see another one. I, I mean, what are you going to do? Make it longer. I, I, and I would have never thought I'd be like, no, I'm not going to see a John wick movie. But after yeah. that last one, I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to, I want to go I, back and watch the first two. And I know some people hate the second one also. And I can understand the shortcomings of it. I still think the second one's great. I, I like each less and less. I like I love the first one, like the second one. All right. Third one. Nah, this one. Ooh, no, no, I agree. I, it's definitely diminishing for me. But the second yep. one is a, a very small diminish to me for the from the. First yeah, one. They, like I think the second one is still great. Yeah, I think the pros still outweigh the cons of the second one. Mm hmm. Yep. But anyway, we'll see. See what happens. Oh, yes. 